everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, there could be some spoilers in this podcast. We may or may not discuss stuff that happens in future episodes of Felicity. So just be aware. I am Melissa and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Fish. Fish. How are you doing today? I am good today. I thought this was a hilarious episode, and so I had a lot of fun laughing. So, yay. Awesome. Well, which episode was it, you may ask? We just watched season two, episode 18. This one was called Party Lines. It originally aired April 19th, 2000. It was written by Jennifer Levin, directed by Joanna Lavetti, and... This is described this way. Greg asks Felicity to run his student council president campaign, and she agrees until she realizes she hates his politics. Meanwhile, Ben gets an internship with a stockbroker, Alex Carter, who uses him as a glorified babysitter for his sullen son, Jesse James. And Elena and Felicity push Noel and Julie into going to a school dance as a couple. All right, Fish, that's what they decided to tell us. I mean, I think they did a pretty good job with this Mm -hmm. one. I mean, there's definitely more Tracy Elena stuff, but like also it was nice that they uh, gave us names for the stockbroker and the kid who there are no names. We never find out their names in the show or those are, I think the actor names, Ah, not the names of the characters, but also was it necessary? So they do that sometimes, but not all the time. It's not consistent when they bring somebody new in. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, compared to some of the other ones, I think they did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, this was, this was pretty close. So there was, um, yeah, a lot of, certainly a lot of stuff happened in this one. Where do you want to start fish? You know, we were talking just a second ago saying it's so interwoven that, it probably just makes sense to start at the start. Yeah, it's chronological. It's it's funny, too, because um, you were surprised right from the beginning when we went into documentary style. This yeah. episode is coming off of documentary, too, but it's wasn't labeled as a documentary style episode. But this one, like like the last one, switches in and out between Sean filming or, you know, Sean filming things and Sean <laughs> not filming things in terms of the style. Um which I thought was interesting. Did you like that fish? I did. Uh, I liked a lot of the things that they did in terms of kind of different shots and the way that Sean goes through this whole thing where, you know, he'll be filming uh, Felicity or Ben and they'll say something and then you get the scene about what they just said. Yeah, it's a lot of almost like flashback style. Like you'll get the commentary about it, even if it's just a sentence in terms of what they say to Sean and then you'll see it happen. Um, Yeah, and there's a lot of like they say one thing and then you see what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sean himself, I think, is a device in this episode because my goodness, he's trying to advance the plot so (laughs) hard. I mean, he's aggressive (laughs) in this episode. It's a lot, but we'll get there as we cover the scenes. But 
I I was surprised. I didn't remember how heavy handed he was. <laughs> like, I know. It's so much. In the last episode, he was like, well, go tell her. Or maybe it was the episode before that. And, and now he's just like, hey, I'm going to make you two get together because, I mean, again, let's admit it's for the documentary. Um, <laughs> this is his like ending he wants to happen yeah. and uh, he's he's gonna try to make it happen that's so true well well let's get into it because we're gonna open up on the documentary style so I'm, I've just tried to make notes in my notes about like when it was documentary style and when it wasn't so I wrote yes. doc and non-doc in front of everything <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was doc this um, was doc and yeah. Sean Sean is just going to start out the whole episode by reaching out and touching Felicity's hair. And she's like, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm come on, let me just make you look prettier. I was like, Oh, that's an opening. That's an opening. Yeah. He's just messing with her hair, like a, like a makeup artist or hairstylist. And he's just, Getting in the way. He did. This is not necessary. <laughs> no. Nor wanted. Nope. And um, once he gets that part out of the way, and Felicity is looking how she should, <laughs> they get into. They're still doing this thing here where it's like he's trying to convince Felicity and then convince Ben. They're going back and forth in this teaser. Like, why he needs more coverage of them and yes. he's like the independent film channel wants more felicity and then he goes to ben he's like the independent film channel wants more ben <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like what <sighs> yeah and so he he's here just laying the groundwork he's like we're just gonna get you guys on camera mm-hmm. and then he just you know he wants to know more about this relationship um and they're gonna tell him they're going to tell him what they think of each other. Mm. Well, first of all, Sean makes it very clear with Felicity, like, well, you know, we want, we want more of you and Ben because, you know, we want to talk about relationships and love lives. And Felicity's like, Ben is not part of my <laughs> love life. Thank you. Yep. Putting that one right out there. And then, you know, that that's her way of explaining it. And then, he gets into it with Ben where it's like, are you a dick? Are you a dick? It's like, well, because they start talking about each other and they're kind of just trashing each other. And Ben's mm-hmm. like, Felicity's so judgmental and everything has to be this way. And she, she just thinks I'm a dick. And then cut to Felicity. Ben's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then cut back to Ben you know, or, or Sean's maybe, like, are you a dick? Are you a dick? And yeah. like, are you a dick? <laughs> I love it. I just boiled it down to that exchange, but I appreciate that you gave us the context because. Yeah, context it was a, it was a great, <laughs> uh, it, it was a great line. Uh, and so I mean, what I we've think- got here, I think is, is kind of true, right? You know, Ben's saying like, she's judgmental and and then Felicity turns around and says he's immature. And then, of course, they're both being immature mm. by calling each other jerks and dicks. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, they've got a – I don't think they're wrong, right? But they're both working on it. Yeah, and 
Ben gets down to it where he's like, I just don't want to talk about them. Of course, he's not, that's not going to be requited because yeah. he's going to be consistently asked about them for the whole show um, or this yep. whole episode anyway. But I think it is interesting to see kind of where they are with this in how this plays out because Ben is just like defensive and Felicity, yeah, and Felicity doesn't want to deal. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like what she, where where she's coming from on this because is she still is she playing dumb? Is she not noticing? Is she noticing but doesn't but doesn't want it to be a thing? Like we're from from what you saw in this teaser, uh, I like think- never once does she say to Sean like why are you like why would you think you should be asking all these questions like she never. It's Sean. <laughs> he's yeah. been doing this for like three documentaries. So, you know, it, but he's got his about thing. relationships that were on her radar. And like in the first ever documentary documentary, it was about Noel and she was having a hard time with Noel. But if you were going to ask about another guy, I guess it would be Noel. So like for him, for Sean to be pulling Ben in as if this is a love triangle. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's certainly been a lot of evidence that this is a love triangle mm-hmm. <laughs> for Felicity to pick up on. And she's just never unpacked this. Yeah, I think she's. I think this whole episode is just leading up to the final moments, right? And so I think you could read it either way. Either she's. She just doesn't really think it's going to happen with Ben and she's got a lot of other stuff going on and she's dealing with Greg and like Ben was kind of being a jerk and, you know, um, she, but she says throughout this whole episode, things like he's jealous, but it's like, what is he jealous about? It's, oh, he's jealous about the fact that Greg like knows what he wants to do. Well, not really, Felicity. That's not really the reason he's jealous. So I think this whole thing is just kind of leading up to, you know, maybe her finally opening her mind Mm -hmm. or whether it was her like really knowing it, but now bringing it to like the forefront and accepting it. Mm -hmm. Or she just was being kind of clueless and and it's one of those duh moments. Mm-hmm. It is interesting how, like, I feel like Felicity is maybe not quite as heated about this topic as you might think she would be given that Ben has recently really overstepped mm-hmm. and outed, outed Greg, at least to her. Um, well, he outed Greg to Greg and then forced Greg to out himself to her. Um, as far as his past goes. So it's like, she, she was justifiably angry about that, that I don't necessarily feel that come across here. So. Yeah. I am having a hard time with Felicity's character kind of, I would say maybe the last four or five episodes because, you know, the last one, obviously I had an issue with Greg and how he was treating her. And then it was, it was like, she just, 
manage to make it a volunteer position and then they're they're all cool yeah that's why that's why i i think that last episode was a a writing issue i I think it put a context on things that they're not going to follow through with yeah and so that's it's unfortunate because it really wrapped you up in the alternate meaning and and they're just not going to like that's not going to be a reason why like felicity doesn't pursue greg you know like it's that's not it like now that she's a volunteer, it's all good, you know? So it's, uh, and I feel like she's doing the same thing with Ben where it's like, Mm -hmm. she was really mad at him. And then it's like, now it's all good. I mean, she's still kind of like snappy, but like, I don't know. It's, it's not, this doesn't seem like a person who recently experienced Ben severely overstepping. Yeah, I mean, remember how mad Ben was? Remember how big a deal the episode cheating was? It's like they were starting to come together and it was like, ah, Felicity, you just ruined everything. It doesn't feel like that here. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know if it should feel quite like that because I think that that also really tapped into a vulnerability of Ben's where it's like, oh, so you are saying I'm stupid. Um, I think that was many levels. This though, feels like it should be more of a level than it is um, yeah. in terms of how she was feeling when she confronted him in the last episode. But I, I guess something about these two, like as much as you wanted to see a reckoning, for example, after the breakup, they didn't really have it. You know, it was just like, they kind of, it was kind of blurry and it kind of got to here, you know, it's like, Maybe I do think that's... they had a reckoning. I think they did. Okay. Um, it just wasn't the sit down and talk about it reckoning that she had with like Julie, for example, yeah. or Noel. Um, so maybe that's kind of the style that they're trying to show us that they're going through in this season. Um, yeah, I feel like these two are, it's almost like they're magnets that are really far apart and like have things in their way, Mm. but it's like slowly, slowly they're coming together no matter what they get, like no matter what is happening Mm -hmm. and it's happening over episodes. Yeah. And it's like, he's maybe doing a little bit more to push the magnets together, but like she is still being pulled and she may not know exactly why. And it may be kind of a, friendship thing but she's been giving him looks and like she might be mad but throughout this whole episode I mean I'm seeing her just you know continue to be pulled regardless and Mm -hmm. and continue to kind of I mean she's a little mad now so she's not giving him as many looks but she you know towards towards the end of the episode she's really starting to be like oh you know there's a great line later on that we can talk about when when sean is filming her and she says you know he's really great with that kid it made me remember mm-hmm. it and reminded then she me just stops yeah she just stops and you're like well we don't know what it reminded her of but it reminded it made me just think like it reminded me of what it used to be like is what yeah. i thought it, she was thinking there it yeah, I think it reminded her of 
like the chemistry and the attraction that there is with Ben and the good times. And like, it just, it, it just keeps, they keep pulling closer and closer. And so I think it's, it's been an interesting journey. I'm having some, you know, as I said, I'm having some issues with how they're just glazing over Felicity's reactions, but you know, maybe they need to get somewhere and they don't want it to be so like high strung between her and Greg or, you know, so confrontational between her and Ben because, you know, they don't want to work through more of that. Mm -hmm. It is tough though, because you position her as, or the show positions her as this like very passionate person. And so she has these deep beliefs and things and then like never addresses them again. And so that's weird, right? Because you would think if somebody was like deeply passionate about something, they would keep thinking about it across multiple episodes, but they're not always, that's not always bearing out. So, no. No. um, no. Eh. but let's head to the next section, which is a non-documentary non-doc section. <laughs> um, we're going to introduce the concept that the school is going to have a Sadie Hawkins dance as a fundraiser for the student council elections. Mm-hmm. And we are in Nolan Elena's apartment and it's Elena, Julie and Felicity that are starting out the scene talking about Sadie Hawkins, what that was, who that was. The, 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 most of the girls have no idea. Elena's like, no, she was a comic strip character. I got this down. I know. This is yeah, your PSA had, for today. Yep. I had no idea. Nope. Um, nope. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Good to know. And Julie was like, uh, she was this amazing feminist. And Elena was like, no, that's no. not actually at all what it was. It um, thanks for Julie looked kind of dumb. But you know what? Elena just knows stuff. Um, if I'm being honest, they're not giving Julie much to work with here at all. Oh. <laughs> Like, no, they're not. So unfortunate that your assessment of that was like Julie looks kind of dumb because they're not going to give her a lot more in this episode. To they're going to give her some stuff that we'll we'll touch upon, we'll but I will all, say but, with yeah. this with this scene, a couple of things stood out to me. Um, as always, Elena, amazing outfit, and you know I've been noticing it, but like you know. The chokers are out. The '90s chokers. We gotta gotta love that. I had so many of those. Um, I hated them because they made me choke. Uh, you would think I would have figured out out from the name, mm-hmm. but it's what you wore, and and I just needed to find really loose ones because they choked me. Mm-hmm. Um, so fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, that was one, the fashion was certainly one element of this scene. I think that this scene actually, they they got a whole bunch of points across, including some exposition yeah. <laughs> in this little bit here. I guess they had to, you know, set up everything, but Sadie Hawkins dance is going to happen. And they're all thinking about like, you know, if they're going Noel jumps into the scene and he's like, school dances don't matter. You'll when you're old and you're older and wiser like me, you'll know. You'll know. I know. Um you and know, then no. Julie makes a throwaway comment about how she's basically gonna be alone. Like, you'll go with Tracy, you'll go with Greg, you, but I'm gonna be alone. 
So we see where this is headed. You'll go with Ruby. Yeah, but that can't happen because Ruby apparently just went back to Colorado to tell her parents that she's pregnant. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to that's see what happens. Yeah, I, and we, well, we're not in Colorado to see it play out, right? So that's unfortunate. But the, um, but it's a big thing that they're mm-hmm. saying is happening off screen. That's a huge, huge deal. And we can imagine based on a couple of the things that have been said in recent episodes that Noel probably has been supporting her to do that. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, Ruby is not in this episode. Nope. <laughs> so Felicity's like, oh, I know. I know what fixes this whole thing. Julie, you go with Noel. Yeah. You just be friends. Go to the dance together. It'll be fine. Then everybody will, you know, we'll all be cool. And Julie's like, yeah. I mean, mm, uh, Noel. Uh, okay, I guess so. No, like, you uh, want to go? Thanks. And Noel's like, after that, I mean, of course, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, just woo me a little more, Julie. <laughs> like, oh. this is compelling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Noel is not interested. Um, but, you know, so they're like, all right, well, what? how are we going to get them all to the dance? So in normal girl fashion, we all have to do things together. So. Uh, what was it? Felicity, Felicity will ask Greg if, I don't remember what order it went in. Like Felicity if will ask Julie Greg. Julie asks Noel then. I can't no, remember which order with, after that. Yeah. I thought it ended with if Julie asks Noel. Well, Ju- the, everything Julie was says, contingent upon Julie asking Noel. Yeah. It was like Felicity will ask Greg and Elena will ask Tracy and Julie will ask Noel, but none of that will happen unless all of it happens so it's yeah. it's like the what do they do in Grey's Anatomy like that sort of dance around the multiple transfer and donation of organs I've like all the surgeries or <laughs> even know anything about what you're talking about but some people may have I have a listening. feeling yeah so like all the surgeries have to happen or none of the surgeries happen okay. so okay. that is this is the low stakes version of that and unfortunately, from this first gesture, it doesn't seem like Noel and Julie are going to the dance together. So that kind of ruins everything else. And they're going to ignore that yeah, they Noel set up was, this role. No, Noel was not sufficiently wooed and is not going to go to the dance. However, you're right. Felicity and Elena have men. <laughs> so. so they're going to go ahead anyway. <laughs> Yep. And the next scene, we're going to see Greg and Felicity coming off a date. Apparently, they went bowling. Mm-hmm. Felicity is not a good bowler. The holes are way too big on the ball. Well, I get it. Yeah, okay? I was going to say. Bowling is designed for certain body types, as strange <laughs> as that may sound. Um, no, it's absolutely true. Bowling <laughs> is a man's, it is set up for guys. Um, I, you know, Melissa has tiny hands. Like, my hands fit just fine in and the holes like it's fine the problem is i have nails and if you try to bowl with nails you will break your nails Seems fair. right so it's like really you know bowling is just a bad idea so i fully accept felicity's excuses here but they're making yeah. they're making light of it it's a joke you know how bad a bowler she is and then but she i feel like a... they're kind of ribbing each other it's fine yeah like they are they're in a they're playful. in a good place it's fine she's got a great 
Oh, she's got this great leather jacket that I am obsessed with. She's worn it in a couple of episodes now, and I am just obsessed. Um, but yeah, they're fine. They're they're in a good spot. And, I feel and like there's like a playfulness that they have right now. Yeah, that feels genuine. And there's a playfulness that they're going to try to show with Ben later. That's like a little more cutting. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> So there, I think there's a real distinction when you, with that juxtaposition right there, where it's like, Ooh, they're all in different places uh, at the start of the episode. anyway. And I think that makes a lot of sense because I don't think she cares about Greg nearly as much as she cares about Ben, even as a friend. So it's like, (sighs) I guess it does make a little bit of sense that she's just like, okay with everything that Greg has done since like it just doesn't hurt as much if you don't care as much. Yeah. Ah, uh, poor Greg. And the thing is, like, Greg's this whole time, Greg's been like, um, what's Ben doing here? Like, yeah. Greg kind of <laughs> they've given us enough moments where Greg's like a little bit clocking it mm-hmm. and trying to proceed because Felicity's lying to herself and being like, it's fine. Um and I'm assuming that given they were comm serves he knew why they came in together it's like oh you know. two were busted swimming in a pool and drinking together maybe there's something there i don't know i don't know if he would have gotten the background of what they did i um but they certainly came in together and they certainly had a rapport mm-hmm. and and you know even from early on greg was asking if they were together or like asking about Ben appearing to be really interested in her. And she's like, what? Yep. But Greg's been seeing it the whole time. And so, yeah, yes. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not going to tough... stop. It's yeah. It's not going to stop him. Um, you know, he leans down, he gives her a nice good night kiss. Mm-hmm. And kiss at the door. We, yeah. Well, at the elevator door, at the elevator door. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, uh, you know, they pull back on, Carrie Russell's face here. And I don't know, she's definitely doing that, you know, internal acting thing, but it seemed to me that she was almost sad at first, but I don't think that's what she was going for. I think she was going for like, I'm a little reluctant, maybe embarrassed to be like asking you this. Well, I think it was meant to play the two ways where she's pulling away and she's looking down and she's thinking because she's trying to work up the nerve to invite him to the Sadie Hawkins dance. But unfortunately, the way it comes out, so she so she she kind of loses interest in the kiss, sort of pulls away from him. And she's like, and he's like, what's up? And she's like, this is stupid. And he's like, the kiss yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. This, I'm, there's this dance. And it's like, we really, Greg needed her to get those words out right quick. You know, like yeah. <laughs> his understanding. And frankly, you know, aside from the fact that we had just set up that there was going to be a Sadie Hawkins dance, you would have otherwise had the same interpretation as Greg yeah. in that situation. But once she says like, there's a dance, he's like, oh, whew. yeah. Yep. I'll go yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, really? He's like, I would, where, who else would I go to a stupid dance with? Like, um, yeah. he's and then good, they good start laughing and she's giggling. And I was like, okay, I must've misread that first part. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we were all meant to, um, including Greg. And fortunately they got back on track to the point of, of what she was thinking. But yeah. then Greg's like, Ooh, okay. Well, now that you've asked me something, I want to ask you something. Would you be my campaign manager? I'm running for student council president. And she says, well, hold on. I don't have any experience with this. And he's really complimentary. He's like, you are so great at the sit-in. And, you know, at this point I'm writing down, like, are we ever going to address the rest of the issues? Like why she got the job and like all that? No, we're, we're just going to leave that fine. But all right. They're, they're in a good position. She was fantastic at the sit-in. He, I mean, I felt like throughout this whole episode, he is actually, you know, saying a lot of complimentary things. He's like, he's showing a lot of respect for her. Um, I think coming off of the sit-in, like he was impressed by her Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's making him, you know, um, I don't know if it's like more attracted, but definitely like more into the relationship mm-hmm. with her. So, I mean, I feel like it's, that's unfortunate for it's, him. It is. It's a weird balance because I think he's aware of the elephant in the room through all of this. And yet he is getting invested. Yeah. You know, he is making her part of his life in more and more ways, mm-hmm. but also aware of the risks. So it's, it's, I don't know tricky to be Greg in this situation when you have as much self-awareness about what's going on as Mm -hmm. he seems to. Um, I mean, just think how David handled all that with no, (laughs) (laughs) like really different ways that this is all playing out. Tell you that much. Um, yeah. Um, no, I totally forgot how David handled that with Noel. Yeah, I just thought God, I'd bring that up to make everybody roll their crying. eyes as hard as possible. <laughs> um, but we're gonna we're gonna move from this non-documentary scene to the sort of quick documentary interview, uh, Felicity and and Sean, and he's just sort of asking her to put a, a, a finer point on her thoughts on this, and she's like, "Well, you know, Greg's done a lot." You know, I like she's she seems to have a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea comes out that like Ben's just jealous. And he is. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he is. Um, but why, Felicity? Why is he jealous? Why? Well, we're I mean, we're going to move away from that so fast. Right. Back to some yeah. non-doc stuff. Um, ben is so hilarious throughout this whole episode. This is, he's so funny. beside himself. I just love what the existence <laughs> of Greg does to Ben. I love it. The amount, think about like the amount of comedy we've gotten out of Scott Speedman. Yeah. When he's just bitching and moaning about Greg, you know, yep. it's like, <laughs> there's so many unforgettable, really wonderful moments because he's just riled up to a 10. He's um, riled up and he's trying to rile Felicity up. Yeah. It's like, don't you see this? Um, <laughs> he just can't. And so <laughs> Felicity has now broken the news to Ben. Um, I believe they're at Dina DeLuca for this. Yes. And Dina DeLuca non-documentary. Yeah. And 
Felicity's broken in the news to Ben that Greg is now running for office and Ben is incredulous. <laughs> it's like, what? What's he running? Like the <laughs> Ben's suggested campaign slogan for Ben for Greg just cracked me up. He's like, what platform is he running on? Drugs, not hugs. <laughs> like, oh my God, he Great can't line. even, he can't even with this. Well, he's he's incredulous at first. And then he's like, no, this makes complete sense. Greg is absolutely perfect for student council. He, I mean, look at any yearbook. He's stiff. He's earnest. He's a loser. (laughs) Just like all those other people who (laughs) run for student office. Hey, listeners, if any of you have ever (laughs) run for student office, just... Ben's just saying things, okay? He's yeah. just saying things. He, he will take it. it back. He will take it back later. This is all <laughs> Greg related. This is all Greg related. It will not directly translate to Felicity. I'll tell you that much. Yep. So yep. No, yeah. this this has nothing to do with actual student council. Um, just Greg. But this he is wants the to call a loser. scene that I'm thinking of, where like they, it's this juxtaposition. They go from. Felicity and Greg sort of playfully teasing each other to this, which is these two are teasing each other and there is an edge. Ben has a purpose. Felicity has an edge. I I don't know that they're teasing each other. I feel like Ben is poking Felicity. Mm -hmm. He's not happy about this. No. And he's just poking her and she's, Cause he says, you know, you know, he's stiff, he's a loser and Felicity snaps, you know, well, at least he has a direction in his life. You know, he goes after what he wants and then Ben snaps back worked for you. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's so obvious that he is like jealous and upset and well and then so you you um combined a couple things but she he she makes the comment about you know he goes after what he wants ben says you know yeah like it worked with you and then she says to him like look greg has direction Mm -hmm. and that and that like is a direct hit like she Mm -hmm. sunk his battleship and remember that game yep yeah um battleship yep sunk my battleship uh ben just kind of like all the wind out of his sails just says unlike me you know like yeah that's the implication of what she just said (sighs) yeah and ben's not gonna say it's not true but he is gonna try to address it well it's bothering him i think I, i i think that he's and more than one person in his world has said this. So we're going to see the next person who said it to him <laughs> in the next scene. Um, well, r- shortly after this. So we're going to go back to the documentary. And the only short point made here is that Ben has made an appointment to meet with Dr. Pabone. Mm-hmm. Because, he says yeah. Felicity's right. Mm-hmm. He agrees with her. Yeah. And then like, he says, but I'm going to do something about it. Yeah, he's he's going to fix this. And so the next thing that we're going to see is uh, non-documentary. We're going to see Ben in Pavone's office. And apparently he just took some sort of a career <laughs> test. Career like aptitude, a career aptitude test. 
And Pavone, you just know this is going to be great because Pavone's really trying to soften this before you even hear what his options are. She's like, look, it's just just a tool. Yeah. It's just a device. It's just a, you know, like, hey, it's not a predictor of the future. It's just saying <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, she's like, you got stockbroker. <laughs> it's like, you said it's a tool, right? Well, <laughs> He's like, I, I just can't figure out what I wrote where I got that answer. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, definitely judge judgmental about it. He's like, this does not seem like me. Um, she's like, there's other options. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't have to go with that. You could be a teacher. He's like, Blah, kids Ew. can't do kids. No, not happening. No. What else? You could be a tour guide or a captain of a ship. That would be interesting. I'd like to see that. I mean, Captain Ben. So having heard these other options that he has, he's like, well, okay. So you can see him kind of reflect on it for a moment. He's like, well, stockbroker could be, I could try it. Did you have like any internships? Bone says, I'll set something up for you. Yeah. I love how she can just like snap her fingers and get him an internship. (laughs) Like, Do you know how hard it is to get an internship? Yeah, she's like a genie in a bottle in this episode, um, for sure. But, you know, they put her here to be that, you know, they're they're asking us not to take too hard a look at whether or not this could actually happen in this amount of time. Um, It's an unpaid internship, I guess. I don't know. Even this amount of time, but like, I don't know what. those offices look nice. Like the, the stockbroker, the bank offices looked nice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, these are not easy internships to get. And to to be fair, this really isn't an internship because they didn't have a program for this. Like he becomes a babysitter, not so much a stockbroker because they didn't have like a process for Ben showing up at the door. Um, but I like, I like with Pavone, what they're showing us about the relate. I feel like when I look at Pavone and Ben in this scene, I feel like they've been having a lot of um, conversations we haven't seen. Yeah. They do There's have sort like of a, a familiarity. familiarity. Yeah. You owe me another Coke, but I'm not even going to try. I'm going to leave these completely unredeemed. I don't know how many Cokes I'm going to owe you by the end of this. Um, It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's, it it is. It's like, there's a, there's sort of a, a cadence in that relationship. Now you feel as though Ben has been seeking support from Pavone for quite some time. They have, like you said, that familiarity, they have like a, she knows him. She knows Mm -hmm. what techniques with him are going to work. She, she has his attention. He's listening. And I think he's now seeing that she is giving him, like, this is the road to being the better version of him that he wants to be, to be with Felicity. So like he's paying attention and he's giving her the respect or her, he's putting weight to her words. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, they're even joking around. They're like, captain of a ship, wouldn't that be fun to see? Yeah. Yeah. And she's um she is a really useful connection for him here. You know, like 
not only is she sort of calming him down and helping him get focused, but he he wants a job with the stock bro- as a stock stockbroker or an internship as a stockbroker. She makes it happen. So she's a well placed mentor and connection and resource for him. Yep. Frankly, a resource he really needed. Yep. Um, I'm really happy for Ben that he has a Pavon. <laughs> like, who else? I mean, Sean's been having some deeper conversations with him, but he just. He could not have gotten him the internship. Yeah. And like what other authority figures has Ben been able to lean on, you know? Yeah. I mean, it definitely goes to like trust because obviously he throughout this entire series so far has been very anti-authority figure, anti-administration, like anti, I mean, even here with student government and stockbroker, it seems like he's very anti-establishment, right? You know, mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to do And it makes sense those how he's gotten things. there, you know, Absolutely. like I, I get it. And we have to think like he spent so much of this season alone, mm-hmm. you know, like aside from when he was really actively pursuing things with Maggie who had a lot of walls up in that relationship. Um, he has not found a new group of friends. He hasn't found new groups. Of, he hasn't found a new team to be on. He's just been kind of being in places where Felicity is and having <laughs> to conversations with Sean. And it seems like a really lonely world for Ben. So I think Pavone is, and f- for him, it was Pavone or dropout some episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And he chose Pavone. And look, like there's this relationship here that's forming. And thank goodness. Yeah. And then then we're going to get to see uh, just a little little documentary moment. Uh, I think it was a documentary moment mm-hmm. where um, Sean is, mm-hmm. yeah, where Sean is, uh, you know, somehow Ben has just gotten like a fabulously looking, fabulous looking suit. Um, don't know where that came from, but you know, he's kind of poking, uh, Sean's poking at Ben saying, oh, you know, it's your first day. You're feeling jittery, you know, and Ben is running, reading a book. Like a big He's book that I hope book. is not stockbroker for dummies. Or like <laughs> I, I'm praying that that is not what somebody has given him to read. Yeah. I don't, I think Dr. Pavone knows better. Um, Or maybe he went to the library, (laughs) but he's, he's reading up on options, which, you know, Mm -hmm. given that he just got this internship, uh, seems like he's gotten pretty far in, uh, in his financial education. So I, I kind of, I I like this scene because it tells us why he got stockbroker, right? Yeah. He says, you know, actually, I think I'm getting this. It's a lot like gambling, which yeah. of course made me bust out laughing because yes, this is my career ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> but there it is. Like he's applying himself and he found that there is something in his life, unfortunate as it may be, that has given him a skill set to have more of an aptitude for this now. Um, well, and I mean, the thing is, he had. I mean, he wasn't great at gambling, but like he 
he learned how it worked. And I think he could have been good at gambling if he wasn't on like a self-destructive streak. Mm-hmm. Um, but gambling is, you, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to, you kind of need insider knowledge, um, right. To make gambling work for you if you're not okay. the house. And let's just say maybe stockbroker isn't so different. And yes, that is illegal, but you know, you need, you need something more to outperform. So basically, you know, they, they did these long-term studies and like your average stockbroker does not outperform just if you invested not randomly, but like evenly across the market. Mm -hmm. So the people who are really good at this, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I'm not going to say more than that. That seems fair. We're going to get you off of that too sweet. So I, (laughs) um, yeah. So I, I think it's interesting, right? Because I think something that this episode does is that we're starting to see Ben's potential in a way that maybe we didn't before. Like, oh, he could do a job like this. Or, oh, he could do a job like that. I don't know how much of that we've felt before, but they're introducing this job that seems really far afield, stockbroker. And then he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I see how we got there. And then we're also going to see that maybe teacher isn't so out of the realm. As we yeah, like it turns out that these were not bad suggestions um, in their way, as ridiculous as they may have sounded when put forth to him in a simple list. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually has like, and I don't know if we as an audience have ever been asked to look at Ben that way. And yet here they're showing us like he actually could do this guys. I mean, we saw all of his volunteer things, right? (laughs) But they, they weren't really career security. Is that guy dead? (laughs) Poor Al. Um, I know. I mean, you do realize he is dead now. Probably. (gasps) I'm sorry, but like it's been 20 years. Just saying. Don't you even want to be more sad. Um, Look, all right, fine. <laughs> I, I'm going to fight with you now. So, stockbrokers <laughs> like gambling. Um, Sean, who I feel behind the camera, is proud of Ben. Mm-hmm. And he makes a comment. He's like, Felicity's going to be impressed. You know, like, no. Ben's like, she's not going to be. But he kind of hopes that she mm-hmm. is, but he's managing his own expectations here. Yeah, he's he's not going to put on film, I guess, what he's actually thinking. Because mm-hmm. guess what? It's on film. And, <laughs> and he might not even be willing to articulate it off film at this point. It's hard to say. Well, but we will see some stuff where he says something on film and then off film, it's like completely the opposite. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, we're going to now go to um, non documentary Mm -hmm. and Leela. So they're, they're outside, I guess it's like um, a courtyard or wherever like the students are eating cafeteria, but not into the cafeteria. It's outside. Um, I was really poorly explained by me. 
cafeteria, but not a cafeteria. They're outside. Guys. They're outside at a bench with a table. <laughs> Thank you, Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of students out there hanging out, eating. All right. Leela comes by. She's getting signatures for petition because she also is going to run for president. Wow. Isn't that just so convenient? Um, yeah. New character. She's doing a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's important. I mean, um, she did start the sit-in, so I guess we shouldn't be so... Yeah, you know. she did. She single-handedly <laughs> launched it. Uh, yeah. Funny how that happens again here. So um, there will be a parallel. So I think a main thing we're supposed to get out of this one, out of this scene is that Leela's excited about her platform. She's been, and so is, and Felicity has been doing research on Greg's behalf and getting excited about platforms. And as they talk, it turns out Leela and Felicity are quite aligned. Um, you know, they're talking about some of the social programs They're talking about, they're talking about chalking on campus. They're talking, which I, Fish, is that a thing that we ever? I don't think so. I, mean, I, mean, I don't remember ever seeing chalk up to explain oh. things or like um, tell me about stuff. Yeah, sometimes there was. Um, but generally we had signs. Yeah. Um, like little, those little mini, what are they? Like, I don't even know what to call them. They, they look like a little triangle and they're small and they stand on the ground. <laughs> Okay. Now it, it's my version of your cafeteria, not cafeteria. <laughs> but this time I can't help you, unfortunately. Um, okay. Good science. So yeah. But here's my thing about this. So Layla says I'm running, and Felicity's like, "Ooh, I'm helping Greg." But you know what? I'll sign your petition anyway. It's fine. And she's like, "Greg doesn't have a platform, but we're working on it." And then they start talking about affirmative action. Okay, affirmative action important, and they spend like half a second on affirmative action. And then Layla's like, and this chalking thing. <laughs> and I was like, what is chalking? And she's like, people write messages on the ground in chalk. <laughs> I was like, of all the platform things that you could be looking at right now. And yeah. they try to make later some like freedom of speech issue about this. I was like, this is the stupidest thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just as stupid as free pizza Fridays. I mean, yeah. affirmative action, I will give you. Shocking, not an issue. Well, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're aligned on these things. Um, and, and we get to hear Felicity voice out independent of Greg that she believes in these things. And we get to see that Leela backs her up on it. And then, and of she, course, first she asks Layla, what's shocking? Because guess what? Nobody knows what Nobody this knows what is. is. Yeah. Like, oh, that's important, huh? Okay. Nope. Um, I guess it was a safe thing for the show to. Yeah. After they just on, covered, like, you know, the morning after pill, they were like, let's take on the next hard hitting topic. <laughs> Shock. Shocking. Um, yes. Well, so. And then they're going to ease their way out of this scene by bringing in Richard Code. Vote Richard Code. Yep. Vote Richard Code, who is also running for president, and he is running on the platform of Free Pizza Fridays at the Student Union. That's right. Which is Sean's idea. And let's be clear, 
everybody wants this shirt. Everybody who's ever watched a show wants a shirt. Free Pizza Fridays. <laughs> and who has it? Brought Benedict. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's so basically, have, <laughs> I mean, he he's, you know, he's pulling in all this stuff from before, you know, with his torturing of Noel. He's like, mm-hmm. there's so many rules. You can't have a satellite dish. You can't have ferrets. No ferrets. No fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have made a great shirt, too. Yeah, that would have had a lot of catchy slogans, um, yeah. not all of which made sense, but catchy yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. And so he he's trying to hook these two in and just like, so you're going to going to vote for me? They're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. So now we're going to get um, sort of that. We've we've talked about how that we get like these a documentary moment and then flashback to how it happened. So we're going to get that here. Um, Documentary moment, Sean asking Ben, Hey, how was your first day at the internship? And Ben, who's looking pretty disappointed um, is like, well, I met a cute kid. Yeah. I mean, Sean's like, you know, did you do anything? Did you learn anything? And Ben's like, Nope. Met a cute kid. And then and we're going to see it. We're going to see yeah. it play out non-documentary style. And we see Ben's boss ask Ben to watch his kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. it won't always be like this. But for now, I need you to watch my kid. Yep. And we can see that Ben's like, oh, no, this is this is not being a stockbroker. Yeah, he, does, he does not think that he is going to be good with kids. So he's like... Not only am I wearing a suit, uh, I now have to deal with, you know, the nightmare that is a child. And he is doing this to figure out direction for his life. He's doing that for him, but he's also doing that for Felicity. And he came here to be, to learn how to be a stockbroker. He was reading about it. He was studying about being a stockbroker from a big, possibly stockbroking for dummies book. (laughs) I don't even know if that's a word, but I made it a word. Um, And- I feel like Ben came here wanting to apply himself. And the moment he wants to apply himself, his boss is like, that's not what's happening. (laughs) Like, you're going to watch my kid who doesn't want to be watched. Yeah. And, and we'll get to this as we go, but a, a little bit of this reminds me of that Shel Silverstein poem. Um, it was something like, washing the dishes and like if you like if they make you wash the dishes drop a couple on the floor they won't make you wash the dishes anymore Mm. so ben is going to proceed to later on break this child so hopefully (laughs) yeah it's i mean this is really like negative reinforcement for ben of ever wanting to do something like mature you know it's just like ugh. It's, so it's like, okay, watch this kid. So he turns, he looks at the kid. Kid's playing video games, doesn't even want to acknowledge Ben. Great. This should be fun. And I noticed later that the kid had a suit on. Did he have a suit on the whole time? Pretty much. Did that guy bring his child into work wearing a suit and tie? Pretty much. Yeah. I like this kid. I think this was an important like kid, kid for Ben to meet. The, the father sucks. Father but... sucks. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's let's switch back to uh, wait. Hmm. No, this is still non-documentary. Um, 
Okay. So Greg is talking about his platforms now that we know exactly what Felicity believes in. He's written them out. He's handed them to Felicity and Felicity's looking them over. She's like, oh, okay. So no chalking, huh? Hmm. <sighs> That's bad. Uh, no student fees going into student run organizations. Like what about the really small ones? Mm-hmm. You're against affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. He's like, yep. She's like, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And this is then interrupted by Megan, who busts in in freaking pigtails and like a belly shirt. And I'm just like loving it. Mm-hmm. And she just starts flirting with Greg, ignoring Felicity. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And uh, she's 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 proud that she could potentially, or she's excited that she could potentially have a job to do here to support Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she needs signs. She can do signs. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And um, here for Greg. Yeah, and Greg's like, yeah, that that would be great. Uh, why don't you talk to my campaign manager, Felicity, your roommate? Ooh. And I loved Megan's expression. She's just like, what? And her lip goes up, like almost the like Elvis lip hmm. of just like total disgust. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, sometimes I want to kill you in your sleep. Yeah. Which, okay. look, hey. So far, it's just one death threat, which is still less (laughs) than the previous number that we've counted. Yeah. Um, And also, I kind of feel like this is a step forward in their relationship because even though she is really upset, she says sometimes, which Mm -hmm. means she doesn't not all the time. Right. At this moment, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, that's, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not normally half glass kind of person but uh but in this moment i'm feeling i'm feeling the beginning of the love yeah well so they closed out that scene on a funny beat but they're gonna get us right back to the problem that was set up in that in that scene and sean yeah we're back to the documentary and sean's like okay wait so but you like him she's like yeah i like him and he's like yet you disagree with everything he believes in she's like well i didn't say that yeah don't put words in my mouth Mm -hmm. okay go ahead explain well yeah okay that is it that's pretty much yeah that's that's it yeah Yeah. it's a situation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah um So this will this will be a problem, and we've made it clear that this will be a problem. And we're just gonna we're gonna step away from that for a minute. We're gonna go back to non-documentary style, back to Ben's internship. He is sitting in what looks like a butter soft leather couch. That uh, I this office. Anyway, <clears throat> he doesn't know what to do with this kid. So he's like, "Hey, what are kids like? Let me try a card trick." Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's only so done funny. this card trick <laughs> once in a bar, and the kid is the kid is willing to like. He has his attention for a second. Yeah, like this kid's like, all right, I'll give this a shot. So and he's like, pick a card, any card. Kid picks card. Okay, put it back in the deck. Okay, is this your card? 
no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ben is so Ben in that moment. He's like, yes. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> did this once at a bar, worked then, not working now. Nope. <laughs> Which, you know, he it, they just give us just enough for him to be absolutely hilarious. Uh, but they don't let the awkward linger because Ben's boss is just gonna like whip into the office and say, guess what? You're still not going to be doing the job that you were brought here to do. Yeah. Instead, you like Beethoven? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, all that classical music that you've been listening to with Pavone. Well, Ben, here you go. Yeah. Here is your shot. Well, I mean, if I, if I can think back to my note from an optimist at that time, I <laughs> remember saying that classical music can really bring you together. Yeah. And, and I that's think what the boss in, was trying to do here. Yeah. I think, and I think we've established that the boss is a dick and this was a terrible idea. Um, so yeah, classical music sucks. Um, okay. So <laughs> tickets to a Beethoven concert. Ooh. And uh, because yeah. apparently... Well, we're we're well, we're gonna find this out in the documentary style summary of this, but apparently this kid is a piano prodigy. Uh-huh. According to his dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Fish, what invention does Sean tell <laughs> us about at this point? Go ahead. Well, you know, Ben's just in the middle of talking about this. He's, you know, saying I, you know, haven't told Felicity about the, you know, stockbroker thing, and now I you know, I have to go to this concert and Sean just pipes in with, hey, hey, remember when I created that keyboard for people with only one hand? Oh my God, Sean. <laughs> now, Fish is laughing hysterically at this point and, <laughs> and laughing over Ben being like, yeah, 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 I remember that. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what this looks like. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, with all of the looping stuff that we do now, um, there's a lot of stuff you can like do with one hand, I guess. But this was not the case back then. What did he do? Just cut a keyboard in half and say you can only have the bass notes? I'm not really sure, but where I've come to believe that this is not an invention that's gotten off the ground. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it's. I'm I'm still wondering where smoothies went. Um, I'm hoping it'll come back at some point because I there was no official like giving up on smoothies. Like I didn't see I didn't see Sean come to like just the realization that it was not going to move forward. Um, maybe it's just caught up in red tape. Maybe bureaucracy, right? You know, FDA yeah. rules. He, he's waiting for the patent. Yeah, that's, something that's like that. what it is. Yeah, patent gotcha. office. Yeah. Well, so again, but it's important here that Ben says, I have not told Felicity about this stockbroker job. And again, I want to thank Sean for just mm-hmm. plowing ahead here because he's like, did you tell Felicity about your stockbroker job? Mm-hmm. And then Ben's like, no, she's not going yeah. to be impressed with that. And then we cut to a non-documentary scene where the first thing we see is Ben telling Felicity about his internship with a guy on Wall Street. My assumption is that this scene came after the moment he was interviewed. And see 
My thought was it came before. Oh, yeah. I thought this one came after. Because I figured, you know, he's saying he hasn't told Felicity, but really he kind of was like, yeah. Like, well, it would mean two very different things because he was interviewed, uh, if he was interviewed after having the scene, then he lied to Sean. Right. If, if it's what I think happened and this interview came before, then Sean asking him this question basically prompted Ben to talk to Felicity about his stockbroker job. Yeah. Which is, I I think think the, I think it could be either, but. I, I choose to believe it's my interpretation because I think it's an unnecessary, an unnecessary lie um, for, for Ben to make to Sean. I would rather see a world where Sean's questions are actually like prompting Ben into action or like okay. almost challenging him or it's somewhere between challenging and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I could see it both ways. So, I mean, either way, he does tell her about the internship. And oh, she, they're at Dean and DeLuca. This is oh, yes. non-documentary. Non-documentary, Dean and DeLuca. And Felicity is not impressed. Yeah. She just glazes right past this. Sigh. Could not care less. Uh, so he's going to go back to poking her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about Greg. Yeah, tell me about Greg's campaign platform. She's like, come on, you don't want to know about his platform. Well, and at this point, she's not proud of Greg's platform to tell him about it. Mm -mm. So it's an especially sore point that Ben doesn't realize why. Um, See, and this is where I thought the two had the mirroring, where it was like, you know, Ben is kind of saying that he hadn't told Felicity about the internship, but he really is. And then Felicity is saying everything under the sun, like not to tell you know ben that she's really not supportive of greg i sort of saw i don't know a little bit of mirroring going on there hmm. but again. but no, no matter how you see it i think there's definitely still a uh they're both uh they're both struggling here yeah. <laughs> you know and i feel like the nature of their their back and forth has gotten a little bit, there's just a, even more bite to it than there was the first time around because. Yeah. It's cutting. Because yeah, like, she's like, I'm not going to listen to you mock him. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just not. And he's like, Oh, come on. I might vote for him. She's going to vote for him. He's like, just give me one thing, one thing, you know, that he, he supports. And she turns around with this just like expression of I win and says, he wants to bring back the swim team. He's like, very funny, very funny. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way to win for him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have to because guess who shows up again? Guess who shows up again, Fish? Oh, the fabulous, wonderful, amazing, bright point. Pam. Pam, 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 Pam. Pam. Pammy Pam, I'd like to issue a formal apology to Pam because I think when the episode that we saw you in, I mistakenly, I believe, said that we weren't going to see Pam again. Oh, I was wrong. That's right. I forgot. I'm pretty about sure that. I said that, and I was wrong. Pam, I mean, she's here. I'm sorry. And and lovely again. Still, I mean, she's still lovely, delightful, wonderful. Yeah, she's delightful again. Again, she's like, you know, I 
I'm just gonna very gently, I, I know you said you weren't into it, but look, it, it's for the school. Let's, let's go to the Sadie Hawkins dance. I mean, she's very gently shooting her shot a second time because Ben does not seem to be involved with anyone. And when she's so, opening up that conversation, she's like, what are you doing Friday night? He's like, I'm doing nothing. And she's like, aha. Yeah. So no one has asked him. And this scene, this, this conversation between them is very low because we're not meant to be in the scene. We're meant to be observing it from Felicity's point of view. Mm-hmm. So she's seeing all this go down. Um, but we're going to head to the documentary style again. And Sean's asking Ben about the dance and about Pam. It's like, well, I'm going to the dance with Pam. And Sean's probing him a little bit on this. He's like, oh, you like Pam, huh? Ben answers with something that is, in fact, true. Oh, Pam's a girl. Just a a girl. Yeah. All right. That's true. She's a lovely, delightful girl, Ben. Wonderful. Um. And, and he said yes. He said yes. Mm-hmm. He's going to go with Pam. But I think I, I think we're all very much still aware that as much as Pam is delightful, Ben's not Felicity. Yeah. Yeah. Pam. The only thing wrong with Pam in Ben's Pam and Ben being together. The only thing wrong with her is that she's not Felicity. It reminds me of the Friends episode, you know, where Ross makes the list about all the things that are wrong with Rachel. You haven't seen this, have you? No. No. He makes a whole list and there's like a pro and con list for Rachel. And on the, oh no, yeah. Um, There was a pro and con list maybe for thinking about dating someone else. Mm -hmm. And he writes down all this stuff like things about Rachel, like she has fat ankles and, you know, she's kind of dumb and, um, and on the, the other side, it was like the only thing against the other woman, there's only one bullet and it said, not Rachel. Mm-hmm. And Rachel sees the list and she's like, what's a Rachel? Like <laughs> what? Do you-? Uh, anyway, the whole thing went on like that. It's like, that's, that's it. It's just like, it's not the person I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But you know, they're going to go to the dance and uh, we're going to switch over on the documentary style to Sean's conversation with Felicity. He's like (laughs) really trying to get Felicity to warm up to Ben starting now. He's like, tell me the best memory you have of Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Reminisce. Still not part of her love life. Yeah. Um, he's like, come on, there's gotta be something. She's like, what do you, there has to be something. She's like, okay, fine. She tells a story about a time from their road trip when they were staying at a motel and they found a and spider they had sex. in the room. Oh, oh no, wait, no sex. No sex. But they did find a spider in the room and fit and Ben went to go take care of it. Yeah, he he wasn't going to kill the spider. He got himself a little cup and a magazine like you do when when your girlfriend tells you don't kill the spider, mm-hmm. which I've never understood. Just kill the freaking spider. Um, but OK, we're just going to put the spider outside. And uh, Ben apparently doesn't like spiders. 
Well, the he, spider gets loose. Yeah. He's, crawls up his arm. He's scared. He's scared mm-hmm. of the spider. Mm-hmm. And uh, and once it is on him, he freaks out. He, he starts, starts dancing. screaming. And he's Felicity is laughing to herself while she's telling this story. And then when she's done telling the story, she has like kind of an internal moment where you can see that she's like, still really tickled by the idea of it and it like takes her back for a second to that time and she kind of like scrunches up a little bit and thinks about her memory and then of course sean's gonna ruin that well i wrote down she's a genuine smile yeah yeah like i feel like it took her back yeah transported her to that moment and sean is gonna be like oh you have the hots for ben Whoa, way to break a moment. Um, Felicity's like, I've got to go. And (laughs) she flips him off on her way out of the booth. And he's like, there goes my PG-13 rating. Or there goes my PG rating. Yeah. Ah, So now we're going to head back to Elena Knoll's apartment. This is non-documentary. Non-documentary. Great music. Fantastic Elena outfits. She's knocking it out of the park. Oh, my god! In this episode. Wow. Out of the park. Well, Tracy, scraping wallpaper, yep. sort of. Sort um, of. <laughs> and Elena's opportunity is here. So she is going to invite Tracy to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. Now, let's, let's just take this at first glance here, right? First of all, the ugly wallpaper is still there. Um, second of all, they are studying which means Tracy has yet again finished studying and is going to scrape wallpaper. And we remember what happened last time with that. Yeah. Yeah. Their relationship has moved along. You know, she's not just chucking him out of the apartment Mm -hmm. for doing this. Well, (laughs) we're doing this. (laughs) She's, she's accepting of his, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not working on her last nerve. She's accepted it. And she yeah. is. She's going to just sort of slide in there and, and ask him, see if he wants to go. And it, oh, I loved his expression. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, have you heard of the Sadie Hawkins dance? And his face, he turns around, he puts his giant smile on, mm-hmm. and it looks like like a light bulb just went on inside of him. And he is glowing. Mm-hmm. He is glowing from the inside out that she has asked him about mm-hmm. this dance. Mm-hmm. And he's got some news for her. But he's like, you know, you know, Lori. Yeah. I'm going with Lori. Yeah, my, my lab partner. Mm-hmm. See, I she asked me a while ago and I, I wasn't really sure, but then no one else asked me. <laughs> he just makes so, a point of that. And so Elena has to sit with this for a moment. She's like, huh, Lori, she got a B minus on her OCHEM exam. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Elena is not threatened by B minus Lori. No, she's not threatened by B minus Lori, who will be referred to as B minus Lori later on. Yeah. Uh, but she's and like, you have time with B minus Lori. Yep. Um, but, you know, now she's going to throw him out of the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There you have it. Like, She's uh, like, uh, okay, good. We settled that. I'm going to go back to studying and you're going to leave. I get thrown out of this apartment a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who likes me so much, I, you know, you throw me out of this apartment a lot. Yeah. It's not right. Yeah. It's not, not right. Well, you know what else isn't right? I mean, Greg's platform. Yeah. They were just going to get a short scene here, but we get the point of it. Health Center, non-documentary. Felicity shares notes about her critique of Greg's platform. It's a written up document with however many pages and lots of red lines, bullet points. Well, there's lots of bullet points. (laughs) And she says to Greg, you know, I am your campaign manager. and, And one of the things that I am supposed to do as your campaign manager is to tell you when I think you're wrong. Here is a multi-page bullet pointed document typed up alphabetically for you to see why you are wrong on all of these issues. You're welcome. And we just kind of leave that there, but it's like, oh boy, this is going to come to roost in a minute. Well, Greg says he'll read it. He's like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'll read it. He's being reasonable. He's going to read it. Yeah. But we're now going to head to an auditorium of some sort where all the candidates are lined up being getting prepared to make a speech about their run, their platform, their candidacy. And we are starting with Richard. The first when we first opened the scene where Richard is mid speech, maybe end of speech. He's focusing on pizza. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his that's his main point. Mm hmm. Uh, he's got, he's got a couple of points to make one of them free pizza. Second, please don't call me Dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, sometimes people have, sometimes people ask me, they say, Hey Dick. And he's like, don't call me Dick. (laughs) It's like just having this little chat in front of the whole school. Um, it's Richard. There's a difference. Yeah. So, you know, there it is. And in the middle, uh, we don't get to hear a whole lot of what Richard's saying because we are we going get the main to, points. yeah, we, we, we see the, we see what's happening here, but what the camera's going to do is it's going to follow Leela. She walks off stage into a hallway in the back and she's having a panic attack. Yep. She can't breathe. She's sort of bending over, leaning against the wall and she has a fear of public speaking, which mm-hmm. You think she would have taken into account before she thought about running for office, considering she was on the debate team in high school. Yeah. 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 So unfortunately, uh, that panic attack has reared its ugly head and she asks Felicity to fill in for her. Her parents are in the audience. She doesn't want not to be represented at all. Um, So she, you know, Felicity, would you, would you jump in here? Obvious conflict we're setting up. Uh, yeah. You know, somehow and we got here. I mean, look, we know Felicity is impulsive and empathetic in this moment, but I do think this is a huge betrayal to Greg. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's sitting there on stage. She's his campaign manager, and she's going to get up and read his his competitor's speech which in addition to all that that you just said 
is basically the opposite of everything he's about yeah. to say. It's like not only a person, it's like a professional and a personal affront to him, both. Oof. Yeah, I mean, but he seems to be okay with the fact that like they don't agree on everything. Like he calms down about that. But like I'm kind of on his side with this. Like it's just really piling first. up if you're Greg here. Like yeah. there are some significant red flags. Like I understand that we as fans of the show Felicity where the title of the show is the name of the character we're supposed to be rooting for. <laughs> <laughs> And I know you all hate Greg. I know. <laughs> um, this, though, <laughs> if you're Greg, if this show right. were called Greg, okay, <laughs> and we liked Greg, this would be a really bad episode for you. <laughs> like, yes. there's there's a lot of red flags here for him in this relationship, and a whole bunch of them are happening here. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's not... It's not great. The speech itself is hilarious because (laughs) Layla is an Asian American, which she likes to say multiple times in her speech. And Felicity is not. Yeah. Felicity is Caucasian. Yeah. And, you know, Layla's parents are in the audience. Felicity has to have them stand up. And we just get this great scene of like Noel and Elena and Julie just like busting out laughing, leaning on each other in the audience. Well, yeah, they did that at the point. I mean, because they've got these little references happening throughout the speech, which are funny. But then at the point when Felicity, as Layla is supposed to say, mom, dad, (laughs) would you please stand up? And her parents are looking very confused because they're not sure how to represent their actual daughter in this moment. And uh, and then you see Noel and Julie just crying, laughing on each other. Oh, it's so funny. I, I almost feel like the the speech itself worked because it was so funny. Yeah. Because it was Fel- Felicity doing it. Yeah. Um, but you know who didn't like the speech? That's going to be Megan. Mm. She's found her inner civic civic duty. Okay. And is coming out in the form of hats and balloons. Greg for president hat and a lot of balloons. Mm. She's looking patriotic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the hell is Felicity doing? I know. <laughs> Which I think that's there. a fair question, fair question for anybody in that room to have at that moment, um, yeah. including the people running this thing. Yeah. Whoever running this is like where are they um i was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see greg's speech i mean we kind of know what his platform is and we don't want to hear the word chalking again but like i don't know i feel like they could have said something it was a little weird we're gonna we're gonna see a speech from him in the next episode uh sort of that's all i'll say about that um the so there'll be another opportunity for like a public forum like this. Um, I think that's more of a debate setting though. Okay. Um, so here, now that Noel and Julie have cried laughing on each other, mm-hmm. um, this seems like a good opportunity where Noel and Julie are walking out of the, whatever this was, where all the candidates give their speeches. 
And uh, you can see how political I am because I have no words for this. Um, <laughs> and uh, Noel's like, well, you know, hey, I mean, this was, this was kind of, maybe we should go to the dance. <laughs> they're in a stairwell. Yeah, they're in a stairwell. They're in the least sexiest place you could be. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And, you know, he's being cute about it. And Julie, Julie's like, you, you can't ask me to Sadie Hawkins dance. I have to ask you. Yeah. So will you go? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it was, Scott Foley has these really good moments of comedy where he'll just, he's just like, no, okay. yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just catches you off guard just a little bit. I love yeah. it. But it was a really cute moment. And Throughout this entire moment, I'm feeling some like weird sexual tension start going on and I'm really uncomfortable with it because I really don't, like I am not liking a Noel Julie pairing at all. And I'm really hoping that doesn't happen because like I'm, I'm definitely feeling it and it's making me very uncomfortable. I really don't want this to happen. Your concern has been lodged. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I really vacillate sometimes. Like, it's not a spoiler free podcast, but I don't, like, sometimes it's fun not to spoil you, Fish, and sometimes fun to spoil you as hard as I possibly can. But I'm just true. deciding in this moment, like, your concern <laughs> has been lodged. All right. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. We well, are, just, you know, I like to tell you when I pick up on things because sometimes they have nothing to do with anything and don't happen. And I made it up in my head. And sometimes I can just see on your face that like, sometimes you say that you're glad I picked up on something uh, and you're like, I'm glad you, did, well, you picked up case, on that. Well, in this case, the thing that you've picked up on may or may not happen. Well, thank you. That was very informative. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, I don't want it to. Please, yeah. I do not want them to kiss. Oh my God. My skin. Okay. My skin was just crawling. Ah. Not okay. okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah. we are going to go, we're still non-documentary and we are going to go to a conversation between Greg and Felicity and Greg is just, she's working his last nerve. Okay. <laughs> if in all fairness, um, she yeah. did just eloquently give a speech contradicting his entire platform mm-hmm. uh which he then Boy, calls her out for yeah and felicity finally is just like you know i'm gonna work with Layla. yeah well she says did you read did you read the the notes like all the notes all the notes about mm-hmm. how i really don't agree with anything you like say anything Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I read them. And she's like, you're not changing your position, huh? And he's like, nope. I'm just going to change mine either. Yep. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I just need to go work with Layla. And she's like, I mean, how do you feel about that? And she's like, Greg, you hate me. I'm a traitor. Greg turns it back around here really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I have to think this is piling up for him, to be honest. But he like takes a deep breath and he's like, you know what? uh your passion is what makes me crazy about you it's one of the things yeah he says i love how you think 
you know, and, and that about her passion. And he's, I mean, he's as doing far as I here. can tell, <laughs> Reich seems to be like, as much as I came down on him in the last episode, he seems to be a pretty good guy in this one. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, he's, he's, boy, he's saying all the things that you'd hope he'd say. I don't know if, how to, I don't know how much he's feeling them. <laughs> like at a certain point, it's like, whoa, like, but he's being mature in this conversation. He, he started out and he was like, explain yourself. <laughs> like, I mean, not really. And then, and then she does. And he's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he's not aggressive about it. I yeah, would he's say. He's not like aggressive, he's, but he's definitely like, what is he's happening? He's peeved. He's yeah. definitely peeved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I just love the next line. So we're going to go to um, a scene where Felicity and Elena are walking along and Felicity just says, oh, quitting is so great. <laughs> I just love that. Like, yeah, nice. That is and, that is the message we should give today's youth. Yeah, and Felicity and Elena are together here, and you know, Felicity's getting it across that the, the thing that she just quit was Greg's campaign, and that she's, you know, going to help Leela. And Elena's like, Greg's okay with that. Felicity's like, yeah. I mean, I told him. <laughs> well, Elena has a healthy amount. <laughs> Um, yeah, skepticism. here is like, wow, well, okay, all right. And then who shows up? None other than Layla the candidate herself. formerly known as Leela, or or Leela <laughs> formerly known as the candidate. I don't know how to say that properly, but um, she's she's like, yeah, I'm dropping out. Yep, that's it. It's she, just, <laughs> she just enters the scene as like I'm dropping out of this thing. Yep, that's that's all she's needed for. And she's like, um, remember when, like, I started that whole sit-in thing and then you took it over? <laughs> well, I was thinking we could do a repeat of that uh-huh. and maybe you could run. Yeah. So you should run. Plus, and, like, me? Yeah. yeah. And Elena's on board. She's like, yeah, yeah you should, you should run. And this Felicity like again. Yeah, I know. Felicity again <laughs> is like, oh, man, I have to, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. Like me? Yeah. <laughs> Lena says, would you stop saying me and just run? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Lena is the voice of us all here. Yeah. Um, okay. Except for maybe me. Cause I don't need more political episodes, but <laughs> I, you know, do we need to spend a lot of time hashing it out on this part of it? No. Um, she would prefer to go and see what Tracy and Elena are up to. Yeah, I like how they opened this scene. They started, this is still non-documentary, but they open on somebody looking through a keyhole and seeing Trace's face. (laughs) I loved that. Me too. Just like the distorted, like just Tracy's head, like very large and distorted in Mm -hmm. the, uh, in the, the key, no, it's not keyhole. People. 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 Yeah, that's what I meant. I wrote keyhole meant people. Um, So we're going to get this conversation that starts with them talking on either side of the door. And Tracy's like, I'm saying yes. And he's like, yes to what? He's like, to the dance. 
And Elena's like, oh, but Lori. You can't just ditch B minus Lori. Yeah, not even a B minus Lori. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone deserves better treatment than that. So she lets Tracy in. And uh, Tracy and, and tries Tracy. to explain how this is actually a favor to Lori. Yes. He's like, best case scenario, we go to the dance and I'm not into it. How's that help? <laughs> like, and not um, only that, but like, we go to the dance and, you know, Lori's going to fall in love with me. And his brother's so fine. I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just, this, this is actually where. Where he says, for someone who likes me so much, I get kicked out of the apartment a lot. Yeah. Um, but Elena's going to say, no, mm-mm. we have something called girl code. Mm-hmm. All right. And I can't invite another girl's man to mm-hmm. the dance. Your invitation is expired. <laughs> well, Tracy's like, you already invited me. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, no, expired. Mm-mm. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. So she takes Tracy out. She takes him out again. And mm-hmm. I just think, you know, he continues with this like funny, cocky attitude, and it's just perfect. It's mm-hmm. just there is no other character on the show. And I I would be hard pressed to find another actor who could do this mm-hmm. um in this way. Mm-hmm. I mean even someone like Paul Rudd, who does like can do cocky and comedy together, ends up going too far on the comedy side. Mm-hmm. Like Tracy keeps it sexy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's, you know, they're slow. It's a slow burn. And I'm loving it. And they're I'm both enjoying it. this like back and forth, this sort of oh, yeah. cat and mouse. They're both cats. They're both nice. <laughs> He's wooing her. Mm-hmm. In his own way. Yeah. Remember how Noel wanted to be wooed? Yeah, this is this is the wooing process. Yeah. We are oh, going to head to, I, I really liked this stuff. Um, Dean and DeLuca. We're still non-documentary. And Ben is getting pastries for the kid. Hopefully these pastries do in fact have some sort of jelly filling in them. Uh, and haven't been <laughs> scooped out by Javier. Um, but no use because this kid's allergic to dried fruit. Oh, well. But he can get him a muffin. Yeah, the kid's not hungry. So Ben is like trying to find a way to connect here. And he says, well, your dad's cool. And this kid's like, oh, I roll. I can't with you. <laughs> yeah, you are the worst. You're the worst baby ever. <laughs> Ben is like, well, you're the you're the worst kid I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of thing that like there are just some of those guys out there who have that little like immature streak. Mm-hmm. But it's like dad material. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like it's it's I guess the kind of trash talking that Ben would have been used to at the sport level. I don't know if this kid's ready for it, but <laughs> I, I don't know babies that... you've ever had. You're the worst kid I've ever met. Yeah. Oh my God. Say, I don't know that that's, that's the like height of trash talk in sports. Uh, I mean, you and I 
on our own, I think, have done some some very good trash talking, especially at soccer games. Um, but this this yeah is all going to come to a head because the kid. You don't want to go to a piano concert. It's interesting, right? Because it's like at some point along the way, Ben somehow, we have seen no evidence that there's actually been a breakthrough in this relationship or like a reason for this kid to feel trusting of Ben. But the thing he says here is extremely trusting of Ben. Mm-hmm. He quit piano a year ago. <laughs> he doesn't want to go to this concert. Yeah. He does not like the piano. Mm-hmm. It's a little prodigy. And here's the thing. I think this lands very effectively on Ben because he knows what this kid's dad said to him and he knows what this kid is saying to him. And those two things are not in line. Dad sees this boy as a prodigy. He's like going to be world's best pianist. I don't know. He is. And it is not in line with the fact that this kid is so not interested in piano that he's not even playing it anymore. And the dad doesn't know. The dad doesn't know. And so Ben's like, well, this is looking familiar. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe, maybe caused by different things, but Ben's dad wasn't there for him. Wasn't aware necessarily of what was happening for Ben. And here's this kid who's having a similar experience for maybe different reasons, but both of them have dads who just weren't involved. Well, and when Ben's dad was involved, he apparently was an alcoholic beating his mother. So it wasn't good. Know, yeah. So good. like, yeah, Ben definitely has some more layers to this, but he's seeing, he knows what it's in a way, he knows what it's like to be this kid yeah. and to be a kid who's like, oh, here's my dad trying to make a connection with me over something that's not even an interest of mine anymore. And doesn't even bother going then. Mm-hmm. It sticks it with some some other guy and and ben is like you know what i know exactly what i would have liked in this situation mm-hmm. i would have liked to go down to the basketball court in slacks a button-down shirt and a tie mm-hmm. and play basketball yeah they're gonna have a little basketball scene here where ben teaches the kid to play basketball he shows them the basics he Starts by showing him how to shoot some hoops, but then they'll eventually play a little one-on-one of sorts. I'm sure Ben (laughs) took it really easy on the kid, but like, yeah, he's teaching this kid to play basketball, which this kid has probably never done. And um, he made a couple shots. He made a couple shots, but like, this is not something that he does. Um, And Ben's having a bit of a conversation with him in those opening moments where he's kind of getting to the root of it like yeah do you see your dad much well the kid's asking him about the kid's asking ben about ben's relationship with his dad that was interesting it's like do you see your dad much Ben's like oh not really kid's like "Mm, me neither and the kid says i think my dad works too much and ben's like yeah me too but that that was a simplification of a you know maybe a non-truth of explaining why Ben doesn't see his dad much. I don't think the kid needed that level of information. Um, But there's a, there's certainly a, a bond that Ben spotted earlier, but now this kid's noticing it too. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think we've had one of these in a while, which I feel has been 
you know, a little jarring to me, but you said that, you know, you like this scene. I could not stand this whole thing. I just, oh, the music and like the montage music where we're all just supposed to fall in love with Ben because he's with a kid and he could make a great father. And I wrote down like montage to make women's ovaries dance. Hmm. Like, oh my God. That's interesting because I thought the purpose of it was different from that. I mean, it was still a montage with music, but I thought the (laughs) point of this is that Ben's discovering something he might want to do. And he was making a connection with this kid. Like I... I didn't see, I did not equate this to Ben being a dad. I equated this to Ben's just discovered. Ben's found something that he's good at. He's connecting with this kid. He's connecting with his younger self pretty much. Um, He's learning that he can be a really good mentor and coach. Yeah, but that's in the story. I'm talking about from the viewer's perspective. Mm -hmm. This this is a clearly like fully troped up like just everyone you know all the ladies are supposed to now love ben because he's with a cute kid and he's like he can be a dad and we can all fall in love with that and you know i just don't have kids i'm sorry like this is not doing anything for me and it's it really just kind of made me want to, you know, stop just like fast forward for a while, but we will see this reaction in Felicity. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. He's learning that this is something he can do, but we see the exact reaction that they were trying to evoke in the viewers is now being evoked in Felicity. But I thought, it, I still thought it was for completely different reasons. Like, how you interpreted this is not, wasn't even on my radar. But that's also because you don't like kids. Uh, and also I don't <laughs> think that this was meant to make us be like the, Oh, we're swooning. Cause Ben could be a father figure. Like I didn't oh, see that at all. I saw I this throw in this to the, the listeners. Like you guys tell us, cause I, I a hundred percent like, felt this was the like we're supposed to fall in love with Ben because he could be a dad I I think when we see well we'll we'll get to that soon uh I'll I'll put a pin in that comment but yeah I I saw this only through the lens of Ben is now discovering that there's like it's clicking like of trying to be a stockbroker having doing this career aptitude tests with Pavone talking about being captain, a captain of a shit, like all of that, it felt very distant and it felt very like, could I really do that? And here he is doing a thing. That's an actual real job. Like you can be a coach and he's, it's like totally natural for him to engage through sport in this way. And I think it's like, we're seeing him now in his element and the last time I think we saw him in his element was when he was swimming. So for me, this was all about like the arc around Ben trying to discover what, what he wants to do and what his place in the world is. And I think he's finding 
And it's not to say he'll be a coach for the rest of his life, but this is now like a real thing that he is an option for him. And there could be 10 other options of things that could feel like this, but he's having what's for him a fun day. He's getting through to this kid and it's something he could actually do, you know? Yeah. I think all of that is happening, but on top of that, we're supposed to have an emotional reaction to Ben bonding with this child Mm -hmm. and it is supposed to be very positive and he is supposed to be seen as like sexy dad material like he he is now he is becoming a guy felicity can date because you know nowhere has have we seen felicity not say that she doesn't want kids so but like, i think that's adding a layer that they've never want like we didn't we've also never seen her talk about wanting to have kids like i no, think that's but it's adding kind a layer of an assumption at that at this time it's an like assumption in the for 90s you, but not one for me because i would say in the 90s most you know girls of this age like do want kids and you know it, it's kind of the way that like when guys get ready to um you know, they, they sort of have their light on and they're ready to get married. Like the, the way they start talking about women is, oh, she's wifey material, you know? Um, like that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing that like he's a viable person for Felicity to take seriously because now, you know, he's starting to look at the career stuff. He's starting to have the kids stuff. And I absolutely think there is a whole like he's being really sexy by bonding with this kid thing that they were trying to do that I think doesn't work for either one of us but I can I feel like I can see what they're trying to do so I yeah, I, I think it, I can throw it to the listeners on this one yeah I think I, I have to agree to disagree with you on that because I think you're putting a whole bunch of stuff here that we've never once seen expressed by Felicity as something she's interested in like it's just the, an emotional will, response but I'll tell as you, a viewer for the whole run of the show she's never going to be interested in kids like but again we are the, never going to see a day where she talks about that and so I think but I, don't I think, think that matters I think this is the emotional response they're trying to evoke in the viewer. I think that in the scene that's coming up where Felicity is, well, it's coming, it's coming up right now. So um, yes. let's go to this scene. Cause I think we just need to pair these together. Still yeah. non-documentary. They've had this montage and it didn't end well. Uh, kid really no. enjoyed basketball, except kid dislocated his finger. Is that what just happened? I'm guessing he must've dislocated it because so Felicity, we start the scene off with Felicity on the phone saying at the health center, at the health center saying, can I still, uh, you know, put my name in to run for student body president, student council president. And they're saying yes. So she's like, all right. So she's checking in on that. And then Mm -hmm. we get Ben just like running in with this kid. He's panicked. He's like, he hurt his hand. I don't know what to do. And Greg comes out. I think Felicity goes to grab Greg, right? Oh yeah. I think they, they kind of grabs Greg away from the desk maybe. And yeah. Ben and the kid are there and, and everyone surrounds Greg basically. And is like, please, 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 please. This is a bit of a scary moment for Greg, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it absolutely is. Because especially when he issues an x-ray, mm-hmm. it's like, Ooh, 
how's that going to get explained? Um, yep. But so we've heard, and not just in this episode, we heard in, was it Revolutions? Uh, where Greg was like, I wish we could admit people who weren't just university students. Yep. Um, so we know that he can't. It's not that you're not allowed to treat. It's why he can't treat Lloyd. Yep. Um, so Greg, when they approach him, Greg's like, I, we can only admit students. And Felicity's like, please just, just everybody will look the other way. It's fine. It's like, just, just help. And Greg does. Mm-hmm. Greg's like, fine. Like they, he takes care of the kid. Um, so we go into one of the, one of the patient rooms and Greg and Felicity and Ben and the kid are all in there. Greg has to reset this boy's finger Mm-hmm. and Felicity is watching on for this whole thing and the kid's kind of freaking out a little bit he's like oh no like I don't want yeah, he's that like, don't touch my hand it hurts yeah but what like, we see is like a side-by-side comparison with the way I I loved how they shot this mm-hmm. because we're watching it as if we're Felicity mm-hmm. and we are seeing a side-by-side comparison of how Ben is dealing with this kid and how Greg is dealing with this kid mm-hmm. and she she has a reaction so to one of them well yeah so uh and my interpretation of this so um greg when greg says he needs to reset the finger he goes he wheels over to get whatever he he needs to get something for that and ben takes charge of the situation with the kid because he's really the only he's the only person in the room that the kid knows and he's like, how do I distract this kid? So he's like, this is a badge of honor. You know, like superstar athletes have this happen all the time. And that's not really connecting with the kids. So he's like, okay, well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to think about like the food that's the most disgusting food to you in the whole world, like Brussels sprouts. How sick, how gross are Brussels sprouts? It's like, I actually kind of like them. And yeah, he's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Pe- what, 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 what do you not like? He's like, peas. Okay, okay. Peas. They're disgusting. All right. So on the count of three, we're going to say peas. And I think the way, and so Greg, I think when I look at this scene, what I think is happening here is that because we've seen Greg have a good bedside manner with Ruby and Noel. Mm -hmm. um, And I think what he saw in this moment is like, Ben's got this, like, I'm going to fall. Like Ben is setting the cadence when we count to three, kid's going to say peas. I'm going to put the finger back in place. And so he's like letting Ben sort of take charge of, of the emotional work with the kid. And he's just going to do the health stuff in the timing that's being set. So I think Greg did a pretty good job of letting Ben keep the kid focused or unfocused, I guess, um, or calm. And I think Felicity is watching this whole thing. And to me, what I think she was seeing in Ben in that moment is like, he's really found a connection and he's really found like somehow he's found something he's really good at doing. Like he's being inspiring. He's keeping this kid calm. They just came from playing basketball. They're wearing suits. Like this is not a Ben she's seen before. And I attributed that more to the fact that up until he walked into their health center just now, like he appeared to be a guy directionless. And here he is being responsible, like with this person and being like a really good resource for him. 
So I don't know. I know that you're, you're saying that we were supposed to be thinking something. I didn't see any indication of that, but I, I would be curious to know if the listeners were seeing what you were seeing. Yeah, because what I see is, you know, we get this close up on Carrie Russell's face and she is watching these two men side by side and both of them are, you know, doing things that that are responsible. I mean, mm-hmm. Greg is running the health center, but he's, you know, being compassionate and helping with this kid and going out on a limb. He is a competent you know, doctor who is going to do the technical thing, you know, he's got his, like, this is my direction, you know, med school, all the stuff that she's had Mm -hmm. with Greg. And what she sees here with Ben is, I mean, she doesn't know anything about the like, coaching basketball or things like that. What she sees here with Ben is him being really good with a kid in an emergency. It's like he's being exactly what this kid needs right now on, as you said, like an emotional level. Mm -hmm. And it really is about the fact that it's a kid, as she'll say later. And so she sees, I think, Greg being this very responsible, um, you know, doctor, adult, and Ben connecting on this very caring, emotional level with this kid and it's not that that she doesn't know that greg also has a good bedside manner it's just she's never seen this in ben this is the viability moment right Mm -hmm. this is the oh he can be a serious guy for me moment Mm -hmm. you know and she's not fully taking it in but she's starting to take it in Well, she's starting to, and they're going to put a finer point on that in the next scene, which is just super quick uh, documentary style. Sean interviewing. Sean is getting a lot of time, (laughs) like with with these people, because it's like, give me give me three sentences about this thing that just happened today. It's like he has a daily (laughs) check in with everybody or something. But she, what we catch her saying is, I never saw Ben like that. And then she says, it just reminded me. Then she trails off. Yeah. And I think we've, it will, I think we've seen some of this, you know, caring stuff with Ben. Yes. More recently, but you know, when they were together, he was supportive of her. He was, you know, the fun kind of giggly and then you know, moving, going across country. He's, he's taking care of this spider. I mean, everything is kind of coming back to the, he's a, you know, know the the moment that's um, jumping out in my mind right now is when he gives her the necklace after the break-in. Yeah. That feels for whatever reason, that feels like a direct tie to this, but I don't think that's what she's talking about. But that's the closest parallel I can think of, of what we've seen from him. I mean, because they they were going out and then he just like totally falls off a cliff, Mm -hmm. right? And like he's got the gambling and all the other stuff. And then he continues to fall because the swim team isn't there and he's directionless. And 
you know, maybe it reminds her of when he was swimming with like the things he was good at, you know, that you were talking about before. Maybe that's what she's thinking. But it is like, interesting because there's so many blanks to fill in with that. Yeah. I think the point is it reminds her of something positive about Ben, but I think what we think that yeah. thing is could be kind of all over the place really. Um, Cause I, I think the reason they broke up is she wasn't seeing stuff like this, but we saw, you know, when he was wooing her at the end of season one, I'm trying to think of like, um, you know, maybe it reminds her of the speech he gives when they're in the loft and it gets interrupted by Julie, but he's like, you, you know, like saying, you're not the devil, but even if you were, I'd want you to come, you know, like that whole thing. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah. And it's a weird juxtaposition, right? Because she says, I've never seen Ben like that. Yeah. And then she says, it reminds <laughs> me. It's yeah. Like, hey. it, is it reminds her of how she felt at different moments when she thought maybe Ben was a different uh, person. It might be what it reminded her about how she feels about like I, it reminds me of the time I felt really into Ben. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what we're, what we're aiming for here. Cause we know no matter how you slice this, it's open to rise in a positive way to yeah. what Ben's putting out there. Um, I think that last thing that we just said is what feels like the closest. It yeah. reminds me of how I used to feel about Ben. Yeah. Aha. Um, well, now we're going to go back to non-documentary because there's some like stuff we need to clarify here. Um, ben and Felicity are having a conversation. Ben's like, oh, how much is this going to cost? And Felicity's like, I'm sure Greg won't charge you. Um, my gosh, Greg, no, <laughs> like, right? what's he taking on here? Honestly, at the moment he said, we need to get this kid an x-ray stat. I was like, yeah, I, I know. It's like, once you've put his finger back in, then send him to the regular hospital. Like he's, he's okay now. Like, like to that order was such a, a terrible on a kid's hand because they've got evidence. It wasn't a student. Yeah. Yeah. Super dangerous. <laughs> like, yes. That's the kind of thing that could shut your health center down. Um, yep. And, and like, there's no loss, love lost here between Ben and Greg. So like Ben, having been the person who was just like, I know what you've been up to. I know about your drugs. I know like, that's the guy that's going to keep the secret. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, but it was a highly charged moment and Ben was kind of in a panic too. I mean, he did beg. Yeah, it was a, it was a crisis situation and I can understand being compelled. And also like, I think we need to acknowledge that Greg just did on one side, the wrong thing while doing what Felicity deems to be the right thing. So it's like, I don't think he did the wrong thing. I think that he broke the rules of the health yes. center and that could get him in trouble and it could be a problem for the health center. And on that side, it is practically speaking the wrong thing, but he did what the human thing. Yeah. And Felicity saying that's the right thing because Felicity always has an opinion, <laughs> but if the health center gets shut down tomorrow or if Greg loses his job, yeah. like it's because of this. And it's, um, we're just hoping that x-ray gets lost. Yeah. It, you know, really easy to put a label on this, but so, okay. Uh, Greg won't charge you. Um, and 
what did I write my notes here? <laughs> um, well, so oh, Ben starts said- <laughs> asking about the campaign and Felicity's like, I'm not working on the campaign anymore. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about running, but like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. I know how you, you feel about student council. And she's very, um, when she says it, like, you know, I'm thinking about running myself and she says it in a way that's very like, sort of managing her own expectations or protecting herself from what she expects to be an onslaught of Ben's, like, uh, Ben's continued, like, all people running for student politics are losers sort of thing. (laughs) Um, So she manages expectations in the way she delivers it, including her own. And Ben's like, no, I think he'd be great. He's very supportive. He's really supportive. And he's, she's like, well, I need to get 200 signatures. He's like, well, I'd fill out the petition and then you just need 199 more. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll sign for you. He's like, but he's, I think he says something really important here. He says, you should do it. You make people want to try harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a very personal statement for him. And then her, the next thing she says is you were amazing with that kid. And I also think when he says um, you make people want to try harder, I think that that statement that he makes is what turns uh, sort of turns the tide on. Maybe I will run. Um, Like, I I think this whole conversation does, but I think that one particular sentence when he personalized it so much, like I think it's, it wasn't just him saying, I think he'd be good at it. He gave like backup because again, like when he was dissing Greg earlier in the episode, he was panning the entire idea of student politics in the process and like all the people who run. So there needed to be something that kind of restored credibility there. And so for him, not just to say, I think he'd be good at it, but to say, here's why, because you inspire people and you make them want to be better. And I think that that sort of turned the key for her to be like me, Hmm, maybe 200 signatures isn't so much. Um, I think he needed to personalize it in that way. Yeah, I mean, I I think he was saying something, you know, nice to her and personal about himself and she reciprocates. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if this is like the, the moment, but mm-hmm. um it certainly didn't hurt. And and I think just also just having someone who i mean like elena was obviously very supportive and layla said do it but like she's now been thinking about it mm-hmm. and she did call in and you know she's checking it out like you know she's working her way towards it and this is one more person who's saying like this is actually a good idea and I think, you know, for, for as much as she's been resisting it, I think Ben's opinion on this does matter. And I, I mean, I think in a way, I almost feel the same way about this conversation as I feel about the, um, the, like, let's go to Vienna bit, like that, the way he was with her in that whole episode where it was like, he kind of really knew what was happening. I think, and the way that she felt comfortable to talk to him there, I felt a similar vibe in this moment, which takes a lot of effort because where they started in this episode was not in a place to have a conversation like this. Yeah. I mean, they have just had a traumatic moment, so Mm -hmm. it, it does kind of tend to change things and put things in perspective. That was the key here for sure. Cause they were, they were more at the 
witty barbs like exchange yeah. sort of pattern before this and I think this got them to a place that was a little bit more I mean not that that wasn't honest um but I think it got them to a place that was more there's probably a better pattern of communication forming right here <laughs> than all the ribbing we were saying earlier no, I mean it's more serious it's less passive aggressive it's you know it's a how can I support you yeah kind of a conversation versus that how can I tell you the thing that you want isn't a thing um yeah yeah and we're gonna head from here to another non-documentary scene we're gonna stay non-documentary for a little while actually um we're back at the, the office with Ben's boss and Ben is doing a thing he probably was very reluctant to do, but he <laughs> brought this kid back to the office to see his dad. And he fessed up and said, we have a finger problem of <laughs> 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 oh, some description, not broken, was dislocated. Uh, because ball like ball. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I liked about this scene was, you know, Ben is there, is now there kind of like supporting the kid. Mm -hmm. And he just has this like smile on his face that's like, go ahead, it's going to be okay. And so he's, you know, his dad's running around thinking about himself. And he's like, oh, your mother's going to like hit the roof and all this stuff. And he's like, well, at least it'll, his dad says to the kid, at least it'll get you out of playing piano for a couple of weeks, you know, just sort of joking around. And Ben just sort of encourages this kid to actually, you know, tell his dad that he did quit piano. You know, he's not doing it anymore. And, and Ben seems proud of himself. Yeah. That. And the kid seems proud of himself because they show you that moment, that moment when Ben's looking at the kid and the kid holds up his finger and like appreciation, like he's looking at it and admiring yeah. his bandage and. Because it's his badge of honor. It's his badge of honor. Ah, Yes. I like it's that. Just like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, which he had no context for a moment ago, but yeah, now at all. Yeah, like <laughs> back in place, it's all feeling really good. Um, and I felt in this whole scene, like Ben's already made the decision, like, I'm not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. but I think I think the closure here is with the kid. Um, and of course, the dad is gonna like just as this kid drops this huge reveal dad i quit piano and this should be a big conversation between dad and child and instead the phone rings and his dad grabs the phone and that's what allows ben to sort of have this exchange of looks with this kid and i think ben's really seeing like yep this kid is still not going to get noticed well, I think I mean, this is why I think this is why I wasn't seeing what you were seeing earlier because I never was looking at Ben in I was I was never looking at Ben with this kid as like oh he's a father figure I was looking at Ben watching himself as a little kid and like Ben for me this only called up Ben's relationship with his father and took me way out of the sexy realm and into what it would have been like in Ben's household and him having even just this one. Well, I don't know if this was one day 
or more than one day with this. I feel like it's more than one day with this kid. Yeah, I feel like it's more than one day. Um, but I feel like what we're seeing here with Ben is less about like the sexy, you could be a father figure and more about like Ben kind of healing his own uh, like pain with his dad, but also maybe making just a moment of a dent for this kid of like giving him some sort of confidence and giving him an older person to relate to of like, sometimes fathers aren't there. Um, but isn't that what a good father should do? Uh, isn't that what a good father should do to be able to relate in that way? Well, not uh, just relate, but to give confidence and be an older figure and yeah, I mean, help you would, them through. And yeah, you would for I, sure want to do that. I just didn't see this as sexy as much as I saw it as like, I, I, I didn't either. I just felt like it was, I felt like the show was trying to push this trope on us because uh, it's so similar to like other, you know, movies or shows where it's like, oh, now the guy is like, we can be serious about him because, you know, I, I've never gotten into the like, you see a guy with a kid and all of a sudden he's like a whole lot sexier, but like yeah. it just felt like I think if you don't also the have the way. layer here of Ben seeing himself in this kid and like for me that well you know what fish I wonder if we are going to in future seasons work a lot through Ben's stuff with his dad um and that might be why that's a much more important layer to me here Yeah, um, but like coming to it with a first watch is like we don't know that. So yeah, it that just could very possibly be the tropey. disconnect here. I'm not sure. Uh, it would be I would be curious if you could like watch this again after having watched um, like season, well, season three and four. Um, like, I mean, I don't think it'll change my feeling of how they directed it because mm. again, it's it's not that. You know, the, the the thing is, we as the viewer the first time mm -hmm. don't know that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they are doing the like normal thing that other shows do mm -hmm. that would make you think Ben's like sexy dad material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, listeners, you tell us. What do you think? Yeah. Um but we're going to head from here to another Pavone in bed and scene. And she's like, what's next? He's come back to her office. I believe he's her. probably come to her office with a bit more focus and direction, self-direction. Um, and I think she's probably picking up on that. Well, yeah, because not only is he, you know, coming back to her and saying, yeah, stockbroker not going to work out. Um, he is saying, you know, I found something like mm -hmm. maybe coaching basketball. Like, do we have an ask after school program? Like he is asking for something specific that is outside of the direct list of mm -hmm. things that came from this, you know, t career aptitude test. Yeah. So this is something from inside him. Yeah. That he's now asking for. And before he even tells her what he's looking for, when she says what next, I don't, I don't see like disappointment in that. I think that when he came to the office and said stockbroker is not going to work, 
he must have had an intention behind it where she was like, Ooh, think yep. he knows what will. And mm-hmm. so when he says very specifically what he's wondering about, she's like, I'm going to check. Yeah. And I think she's, I layered in, I, I saw a little bit of pride there, but I might've just been imagining that. No, there definitely could have been. And she's like, all right, then. Yeah, okay. we're getting somewhere. Yeah, this well, is a breakthrough yeah, this for is us. Exactly, this is the breakthrough moment. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good, good stuff. Job. And good yeah, job. Pavone, we love what you're doing um, yes. on screen and off screen. <laughs> so we're going to go back to the health center where Felicity will thank Greg for, you know, taking care of this kid. Greg's like, yeah, I, of course, I hope nobody's going to find out, but Yeah. yeah. like there's that and then she's just gonna like drop a bomb on him oh boy yeah um hey i might run for president (laughs) (laughs) he's like uh what and she's like well i mean after the things you've said and you know just some people have said (laughs) he's like (laughs) specifically who is encouraging you (laughs) did he name ben Oh yeah. He okay, was yeah. like, I mean, that was his immediate reaction. You know, he's not, yeah. cause she says, you know, after all the things that you said and other people have said, and his immediate reaction is who Ben. Yeah. Like he absolutely picks up on that. Greg knows what's up. Um, yeah, I think he does at this point and he's, he's, you know, not really supportive. Um, you know, not out of disrespect, right? This is not a, you couldn't do this. She's like, I think I'd be good at it. He's like, yeah, you'd be great. Mm-hmm. But I'm running for this office. Like, like this wasn't even a thing for you a right. moment ago. And to be fair, it wasn't for him either. We we're just hearing about all this. Yeah. Um, but I don't he know. He may not even be a student. We're not sure. This is the weirdest. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is this is what contextualized some of the problems I was having earlier. Because like they run for office, the same office. Yeah. Um. I guess it doesn't mean they have to be the same year in school, does it? Or do you have a different student like student council president? I think in college can probably be across the whole school. Okay. So okay, we're not saying they're necessarily the exact same year at school, but they're both undergrads and. Um, he's somehow running a whole clinic. I, this just, I mean, all right, gonna we're going to let, let it go. He's um, already had like <laughs> several years of addiction and recovery and okay, whatever, Greg. It's um, a lot. It is a lot. Well, I think, I think this is the, I think this is what I was saying about like, maybe the writers just sort of molded him into whatever they wanted per episode and didn't really think about the through lines. Um, <laughs> Maybe he I, took a couple years off to get clean. And this one, he's, so he's a pilot. Cute. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and next time he's going to make great flan. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's. A Why lot. is Greg now black? Um, <laughs> it's like they just didn't. They had a shape of an idea. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to get. And I think the shape of the idea works. You know, when you think about the point of his character, (laughs) it's just that from episode to episode, it's like, how could this be? (laughs) (laughs) It's almost funny now. Um, Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, so the thing is, Greg's actually going to say, I do have a problem with this. Yeah. And that's, I think, kind of fair. I mean, mm. he all, he was like, you're my campaign manager. And then she quits and then she's going to, you know, help somebody else. And also she's in love with Ben. What? And she's gonna run against him now. <laughs> now she's going to run against him. And uh. she's like, look, it's not a big deal. And he's like, well, if it's not a big deal, don't run. Because yeah. guess what? It deal. is a big deal to me. Yeah. And a thing. it's a thing. And then then he unfortunately does make a mistake. He a little emotional blackmail here. Yeah, definitely tries to guilt trip her. I risked and, my job for you with that kid. Yeah. And, and she this, says, no, no. Don't turn the right thing to do into a favor to me. And to be honest, I don't actually agree with her there. Like, uh, really, I was going to give that an award because uh, I think that is a great like sentiment. I think her, that the like, definition of right is not black and white here. And so she puts a label that what I wanted was the right thing to do. And there's another lens where you could say that was the wrong thing to do. Do I think it was the human thing to do? I do. Do I think it was the right thing to do? Not on paper. He agrees with her though. He does. He doesn't want to fight that battle, but I don't agree with how she shut him down. I don't know. I think that was a great moment for her to stand up for herself because I think this is a very true thing to say. Like you shouldn't be guilt tripping me, Mm -hmm. you know, don't turn the right thing into do to do into a favor for me. I think is more like universally like if you take it out of this scene even Mm -hmm. just like a really great sentiment i agree with the sentiment and i like that she stood up for herself and i don't agree that that word choice it ruined the word choice disrupted it for me because well it seems like the situation disrupted it because if we take it out of the situation, mm-hmm. like if you actually thought it was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. then then it would be fine. I right. do. I do absolutely like that. I think the point of this is that he's like, he, it's this sort of like emotional, yeah, like guilt tripping. And she's like, don't you do that? Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. But I disagree with the words she used in this context. So that does, there is a problem there for me, but I yeah. like that she's standing up for herself. And I can, I can understand that from your perspective. And I, and I think we are seeing a Felicity that is more and more and more willing to stand up for herself in situations with higher and higher stakes, <laughs> you know? So it's like, if she was willing to stand up for herself to John Simmons <laughs> and her dad, like this is the breeze, you know, but it's different. There's a relationship. It's different. Here. Yeah. It's um, definitely different. That's authority figures versus like a sort of romantic relationship i don't know yeah but i mean there's definitely like she's getting to be somebody who's more and more willing to uh stand up for herself without uh like revisiting it later you know it's just like no i said the thing i I said it you know and i think season one felicity would have agonized over like for after the conversation about it and um here she's she's saying what's on her mind in the moment and getting it done and I also like if we just go back earlier to her saying um, when when she says I'm going to work with Layla, she says, oh, you know, 
do you do you think I'm a traitor? Do you hate me? That is very different than her reactions earlier, which like when she was taking going to take the road trip with Ben, she was like, I am the devil, Mm -hmm. not you think I'm the devil. She was internalizing it versus here. It's an external thing. It's like, what do you think about me? Not what do I think about myself? Yeah, I I do. I do think that this is an evolution for her that we've been seeing it. Um, And I think that that sort of the introduction of all these different people in her life has helped her to get more like that. I mean, and the reintroduction of her dad. um, Well, I also think it's just life experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely think Pavone had a big part in this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, so we're going to go back to documentary style. And (laughs) yeah, I wrote here trying to get them together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so heavy handed from Sean, but I love it. Um, He says to Felicity, so you're in a fight with Greg, huh? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of back and forth here. It's like a moment with Felicity, a moment with Ben, a moment with Felicity, a moment with Ben. We're going to keep doing that. So the moment with Felicity we start with is you're in a fight with Greg. And she's like kind of playing it off. And then he turns around to Ben. And he's like, Greg and Felicity had a huge fight. They're not going to the dance together. <laughs> and then he tells Felicity, Ben's going with Pam. He's going with Pam. I know. She did have a little hmm, there. Yeah. Um, then and Ben's all, what are they getting in a fight about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh then I love it. That Sean's like, can I come with you to the Sadie Hawkins dance? Because I really want to be there when you guys get back together. Yeah. And uh, Felicity's like, no, uh, that's not a thing. And then Ben's like, no, this is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they both say we're not getting back together. Yeah. But I also like the fact, and maybe I misplaced it here in the... Um, I, I mean, Sean definitely says it, but I can't remember where, who he's saying it to. I think he's saying it to Ben that he says, um, or maybe he says it to Felicity. He's saying uh, the Felicity betrayed Greg and then ran against him. And mm. then Felicity's response is, I didn't betray Greg, which I don't exactly agree with. I do no, think she did, but she is standing up for herself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, Greg has ample reason here to not be happy about how things have gone. Um, I think that is a bit of an understatement, but yes. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think like Felicity. Okay, go after your dreams. This wasn't a dream no. until like two seconds ago. Nope. Um, so I. Yeah, she did I, glom onto like his thing and then took it over. Yeah, I kind of feel like. Um, had she, had she really really cared about Greg, she might have done this differently. Yeah, or not at all, but definitely differently. Um, I she, would think not at all because she wants to be a doctor, not a politician. Like, or maybe an artist. Or maybe an artist. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. Right. So it's like um, she's still an art major. So I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, Greg, I hear you, buddy. Um, (laughs) well, we're going to uh, get Elena and Noel in their apartment Mm -hmm. and it turns out Noel's going to go with it to the dance with Julie. No. And he did not let Elena know. 
Yeah. So Elena is now going to be caught off guard because she it's moments to go before Julie's going to come pick up Noel. And uh, now Elena's like faced with maybe being alone for the night. So Julie comes to the door. Hey, everybody. (laughs) We're going to go here again. Elena's like, but now I'm going to be here alone. And and Julie's just like, call Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) And Elena's like, no. What's the problem here? Pride. Yeah. Call Tracy. I like this, though, (laughs) that she actually calls Tracy and the conversation that we, the one-sided, only Elena-side conversation that we hear. I feel like I know everything that Tracy said. And the smile that was on his face. Yeah. And... You know, he was sitting there. He was like, she's definitely going to call me. Like, there was no Mm -hmm. doubt in his mind. He kept that night open. Yeah. Yeah. B minus Lori was a thing of the past. And so, like, she gets on the phone. She's like... What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) She's like, yes, this is about the dance. Because like you just yeah. know the other side of that story. Oh, the dance, huh? And then he's the like, Sadie what Hawkins about the girls' gym? code? You, you know he just yeah. said that. And she's like, screw the girls' code. <laughs> Half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then, then I love it. She hangs up the phone. She's like, I've got that boy wrapped around my finger. So here's the thing. <laughs> I think it's such a funny line. I don't think that she has him wrapped around her finger. No, absolutely not. I think he has, well, I don't know. Either they both have each other wrapped around their finger, but definitely he has her wrapped around his finger. You yeah. Know, like, he's in, he's in the driver's seat. He has been absolutely strategizing in this situation. And the fact that she either thinks that she has him wrapped around her finger or feels that even after that phone conversation that she has enough backup to say to her friends who just heard all that, that she has wrapped around her I think finger. she's covering up. Yeah. She's, she's just, she, she knows. She yeah. knows she's in trouble. She knows she's in trouble. She's falling And hard. she's yeah. just like, I'm going to front with my friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, so, you know, they know a certain Elena, and I have a feeling that Tracy is going to bring out a different Elena. And it can be hard, like, when you've got a certain persona with your friends, and then you, like, fall for somebody, mm-hmm. and, like, all of a sudden, you know, you do emotionally open up, and you are okay with compromises, and like all of a sudden the hard front that you had up around your friends and they've known you forever. It's like, how do I be these two people? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. it is, it would be like a strike to her pride. You know, she's a different person. Yeah. I hope sure. it's worth it for her. There's a lot more like complexity that they're going to throw into this too. Um, or like one very complex thing. I that's am. like, really complex for for who they are so um i'm ready for it i want to see more of them so we're gonna close out at the dance and this looks exactly like a regular school (laughs) sanctioned dance yeah (laughs) that's so rough i mean not all the school sanctioned dances we had but yeah this looks like a fundraiser dance for a campaign it's 
it's a little rough. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little, little rough. rough. Yeah. Little rough. So there, we're going to get, so Nolan, Julie and Elena and Tracy show up. Um, we're going to see Felicity sort of at the top of the stairs by herself, but the, the four are going to show up. Nolan, Julie break off. They're like, we're going to scope it out. Yeah. We're just going to see like you want to dance. Laps. And Julie's like, nope, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to look at the food. Yeah. So they go off to sort of scope things out. Tracy and Elena will go off to dance. We we sort of sort of break over to Felicity being alone, and Ben's going to come up to her, and he's like, "Where's Greg?" She's like, "Not here." And she's like, "Where's mm-hmm. Pam?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, she's over there talking to her roommate." And it's like, "Oh, he did come with Pam." Mm-hmm. Um. So Felicity mentions. Did she mention again that he did a good job with the kid? I didn't write it down. Okay. So she does say um, she's going to run. She is, turns out she's going to run for office. Um, He's very supportive. And he, and she thanks him for his encouragement. Yep. She says his support pushed me over the edge. So it looks like you were right. Like she actually said it. And you know, it's, it's kind of unfair in this situation too. Cause it's like, thanks for the encouragement. Cause (laughs) Like maybe she would have hoped Greg would have encouraged her and she's only getting it from Ben. So she's noticing that, but then screw her. Like Greg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if she means all that. Like, thanks for being the one to encourage me, but like she thanks him for his encouragement and I mean, it is okay with me was. that Greg is sore about this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to cut over to Tracy and Elena, who are I dancing. love Tracy's dance. I love it. It's Tracy's... so funny. It's so funny. Oh, Tracy's <laughs> dance is really funny and really, like, frenetic and not at all on time with the music that they presented to us. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> um, Elena's did kind of work. But mm, it was He's funny. just being funny. Yeah. He, he just wants funny. to see her smile. Yeah. And then the music turns slow. She's like, okay, we can go. And he's like, what? You don't want to slow dance with me? Of course you want to slow dance with me. And then he grabs her into a tango, like a fake tango that nobody dances tango that way. And and so they tango. Well, she's just like, oh my God. He's like, it is painful how much you like me. I mean, he's just going to continue this this like goofy confidence it's just he's gonna continue to pursue her like whatever he has to do like if he has to dance a stupid tango guess what a stupid tango will be danced that's the thing and she's gonna go along with it you know why because he's got her wrapped around his finger that's the thing and in the meantime at this dance Richard is handing out flyers and, yeah. and, and something that related to free pizza Fridays. Cause he's using this as a business opportunity. Yes. Wait, which, what? You know, business? Well, it's free. Yeah. But it's, this is, this is business, not pleasure for him. Oh, I see what you mean. Student yeah, this is a campaigning event for yes. him. This is, this is work. Not, not fun. Yeah. Um, and then question i have a question mm-hmm. before we get there have we seen elena and tracy kiss like have they gotten to that point at all no or like are they dating i don't think they've ever said they're dating 
They haven't. Okay, so they're still just sort of hanging out. They haven't made anything official. They've been too, there's been too much of a dance of trying to get each other to leave, <laughs> let their guard down for that. But okay. th- the interest is obviously there. I think everybody knows where they're headed, but, yeah. um, and they're probably exclusively not dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we haven't seen Elena with anyone else. I mean, we don't no. get to see Tracy in his dorm, but yeah. So yeah. Well, okay. Greg is going to show up. Yeah. Kind of with his tail between his legs, which is so tough. Yeah, it is. I don't feel great for Greg here. He's swallowing a lot of pride. Um, yeah. Greg's like, you know what? I'm glad you're running. She's like, no, you're not. He's like, no, I am. I overreacted. In fact, I want to be able to beat the toughest competition. Yeah. And then, and then they make it a little bit like that playful banter again, but. like, Oh, you think you're going to win? Oh yeah. I think I'm going to win, but it's, I don't know. This is a rough. It was playful banter, but at the same time, it was a little like, ouch though. You know, like a, mm, it wasn't quite as fun, playful as some of the stuff they were doing at the start. Yeah, I would say this is, this feels to me like when you're faking it at the end of our relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're trying to like be there or even like if you like try to have a romantic night, but it's just not, It's you're faking it. Yeah, it's. There have been a couple too many things, I think, in this episode alone for him um, to ignore. And then for her, if she feels like we fundamentally need to agree on all issues, then that's a problem, too. So, yeah, there's a dent that's been made probably on both sides. And I definitely would understand if he has one that's been made on his um, Mm -hmm. or multiple ones. It was a rough it was a rough one for this relationship. Also not making you know as you say like great decisions for the for the center because of her for the health center um is taking risks yeah i wonder i wonder how much that's weighing or would be weighing on him i wonder if that's something that you would in this in his situation i wonder to what extent you'd feel like you're looking over your shoulder and for how long well i'm thinking of it more as he's not being true to himself to be around her. Like he's taking on risks that he wouldn't normally and ones that he doesn't believe that he should be taking. And you know what? I don't, I don't know a thing about what his process was for getting clean and for getting his life on track. But I hope that Felicity is not disrupting it. Um, two years out, I mean, you know, it's still a really, it, it's actually a very hard time. A lot of people relapse after two years and, you know, so some of the things, yeah, some of the so things, much stress. I mean, I assume we don't see him going to like NA meetings or anything, but we never will. Yeah, but I mean, that's got to be, that's got to be taking up some of his time, right? And it's also probably taking a lot of his time and he can get a lot of support there. But like, um, you know, the whole idea of not having any resentment Mm -hmm. 
and not having any, and you have to have like a hundred percent like brutal honesty mm-hmm. about everything um, does not seem like that she's helping with that. Like, especially the resentment part, because I mean, I can't imagine he doesn't resent Ben and he's, he's not, it doesn't feel like he's resolving things very well with Felicity and with Ben. And you, you can't have that. You just right now it feels like he's sort of brushing it under the rug because she is in denial about it and he's letting them be in denial about it. Well, but even the confrontation that like Ben and him had Mm -hmm. about, you know, I know that you're an addict and this, that, and the other, you have to confront those things. Like you can't have outstanding like resentment and conflict. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I think she has brought a level of toxicity to his life that is probably unsustainable, especially at the two year mark. Um, and he it's should probably be in a lot of meetings right now. We're, yeah. Like we're not, this isn't a story told from Greg's point of view. So like this stuff that you and I are layering in is stuff that we're not going to see that flushed out necessarily for him. But I want to know like what's happening for him, because to be honest, like even when he told her that about his, his addiction, about the stuff that he had been through, she didn't really have any questions about that, that we saw and probably should, if she is invested in the relationship. And we talked a bit about that. And I think, I think I I have an idea here that may help, may help everything. You and I, we're not even Greg apologists really like besides all the stuff I said about the last episode, which you said was a writing problem. And I agree, uh, especially given this episode, like we like Greg. I mean, uh, I think I, at least on unapologetically like Greg, you know, one more episode. I'm curious to see what you think after running mates, but, um, that's fair. But so far. Okay. Um, and you know who else we like? We like Pam. We like Pam. <gasps> right? Right? Oh. See, Pam that and Greg. Gets... Right. Pammy Pam. They would be fantastic. Like she, the two of them can just go off into the sunset and leave these other two people who, of course, in our hearts, we totally love, but are really being dicks to these two other lovely people. <laughs> and, um... And, you know, they can, they can just get on with their lovely lives. Okay. Listeners, (laughs) we may or may not have just jumped the shark for you on our podcast. Like, I know you love Felicity. I know you love Greg. I know you hate, I I I know you love Ben. I know you hate Greg and you've never thought for a moment about Pam, but (laughs) in a world where you could imagine that our our main characters are sort of destroying these other people. <laughs> I mean, just work with us on this. Like, imagine for a second that this could be. Um, hey, I get it. We love Felicity. We love Ben. We love no. We love our all our main people. But you know, sometimes 
It's not that, you know, we just don't love the way they're behaving. Exactly. <laughs> we love them, but not what they're doing right now. That's it. That's all we're saying. Um, hey, yeah. I mean, it's all in service of, you know, trying to get a union of two people that a lot of people wanted together. There's a benicity, yes. but there's not a gregicity, right? <laughs> so I get it. There's um, also not a pem pen. Oh boy, that's gonna be real gram. Or a bam. Peg. I don't know. Um <laughs> look, we're just throwing it out there. Fish specifically is throwing it out there. And fish, <laughs> by the way, is the same person who brought us the genius behind Abby and Danny are together. Okay. Look, I'm just saying, I see what I see, and there's love abounding. It's just not the love that we're focused on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, uh, so, okay. So we're still at the dance. Yes. Uh, and Noel, Noel and Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Noel would really like to dance. Like he's, he has followed Julie all the way around the hall. They've checked everything out. <laughs> Will you please dance with the boy? Yeah, she agrees. So they do. And now we're going to get everybody on the dance floor. And we're going to see Greg and Felicity dancing. And we're going to see Ben and Pam dancing. And we're going to see, you know, the far off exchange of looks. Slow motion over the shoulder of the person you're not supposed to be with. Looking into the eyes of the person you are supposed to be with. And then we just get the close-up of Carrie Russell's face. And I know you like the internal acting, so go for it. Well, what and I also, there? I'll say first what I see with Ben. Um, ben, it's strange because his posture, if you've noticed in these, in these episodes, maybe he's always like this, or maybe I'm just noticing this around, like, there have been so many times when he's, he's feeling a thing about Felicity or he wants to do something about Felicity. And then he, he does, he gets unconfident or he gets thwarted and he get he like sinks in on himself and his shoulders hunch. And he just looks like on, I like he feels unworthy and bad about himself. And he's yeah. physically doing that on Pam right now. He's yes. on Pam. <laughs> ben is currently <laughs> deflating. He's like, that's the exact perfect word. He yep. is physically deflating onto Pam. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm I'm showing what I mean to fish. All of you can't see this. So it's like, yeah. It's all the air's coming out of Ben. Yeah. And he's just slouched onto Pam. Pam he, he must can't. be like, what the actual. <laughs> I know. She's like, I'm a tiny woman. Yeah. Stand up. Why is every last bit of your weight on me right now? Benjamin but uh, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't hold the eye contact very long he's no. like his head goes down he he sinks his head onto Pam's shoulder because yeah. he is now fully Inflated. deflated into and supported by <laughs> Pam uh, <laughs> she's a strong girl that Pam she is and then we see and then we see like Felicity's impact because she's so she is looking at Ben and when the camera lingers on her face at the end, I think she's thinking, uh, oh, like this, it matters to me. Yeah, my word was panic. 
with realization. She definitely yeah. looks panicked, but it's it's combined with this, you know, either she's finally allowing herself to realize it mm-hmm. or, you know, like a very, very slow motion duh moment. Like, yeah, pick which which you want, but like it's it is making her anxious it is it is and it's really subtle but it's very subtle in her face but like with the music and with everything that's going on and the slow motion and how long we're looking at her face i think it makes a huge at least for me it made a huge impact on me as a viewer because what she is seeing, yes, we're looking at her face, but what she is looking at is yeah. <laughs> a fully deflated Ben yeah. being propped up and danced across the room by Pam in a slow dance. Okay, so you look at this guy and you think to yourself, he's a wreck. Yeah. And for the what are you first doing to this time, boy? I think she's like all of these moments where it's been like, Felicity, why don't, why aren't you putting this together? think she just did yep yep so and she may or may not continue to deny it overtly to the outside world but she knows that there's a little bit more there than she's been willing to acknowledge Mm -hmm. and oops (laughs) 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 like and what she does with that you know what that doesn't write the story of what's going to happen from there it just says she no longer gets to genuinely be playing dumb about this like if she's not leaning into it it's because she's trying not to lean into the thing she knows is there yep it's like ah and i mean god look at it ben how can you not i mean poor ben (laughs) such a wreck (laughs) poor pam poor greg i mean it is a really hard time to be anybody but felicity (laughs) yeah i'm thinking here like poor noel too because julie's just like not seeming to pick up on the same thing uh but i can't really tell i don't know we haven't had enough time with the two of them the only people Uh, who appear to be having fun in a courtship process here seems to be tracy and elena and we are with them we're with them all the way we need we need that yeah yeah (laughs) Um, I forgot my note from an optimist. I forgot oh. to say it uh, yes. because I had two pages of notes this time and it was on the first page, but I'm now on the second page. So mm. I apologize to all of you. Your notes are getting longer. My notes are getting a lot longer. Um, that's how it is. Uh, <laughs> so this is, imagine if you will, we're going back in time to earlier in this episode. <laughs> um, Set the context. I think and I think this across multiple scenes but my note from an optimist is like the magic of finding a thing that you love to do and I it was so nice to see Ben finding that and I think he has it across more than one scene um I think something that did get captured for me in the scene you didn't love about like him playing basketball with the boy is that have you ever had that experience of like, you're doing something and you're not even keeping track of time. Like you get kind of lost in it. And it's just like, you're fully absorbed in that moment. And I feel like he had that 
in that spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah. For some of us, (laughs) it's Excel spreadsheets. In Ben's case, there may be more than one thing that makes him feel that way, but I don't know if he thought he was going to find something like that after swimming and after track Mm. was gone, you know, like, and so now he has this moment where I think he got really fully absorbed in something he was doing and he's having this conversation, you know, he's helping this kid out. He has this conversation with Pavone. Like, I think I found it. And I just, I feel like that's so exciting, you know, especially at that time in your life when you don't really know all the different types of jobs there are out there in the world to do, but to find one thing, it's like, Oh, I never even thought about this. And then, then maybe over time you realize there's like 10 different things that could fill that gap for you. Ben just found something. And I think for him, that's like, there's a real hope in that. And I think for anybody to find something that you just really want to do and love doing, and that you'd be happy to do for a living, or you'd be happy to do it as a hobby. I want everybody to have that. So I I think that's right. I just, I can't, I guess, connect with it as much um, because I've basically known what I wanted to do since Mm -hmm. like junior year of high school. Um, so I don't know. I never really had any questions about it. It's like, I got interested in some stuff and then I just continued to be interested in it. And the interest grew over time, sort of gradually. And I did it for work and I continued to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that makes sense. Never had that moment. A a really cool gift. Um, yeah, that, that's been in your life and not everybody, for some people it takes a really long time to find that. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see it happening for Ben, especially yeah. when there's been so much focus on like, he's got nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, well, he could stupid. have something though. Maybe it's this. It's directionless and stupid. Oh, sigh. I know. Well, not fair, not fair to Ben. No. Well, fish, do you have any uh, censorable lines that you'd like to put out there for us? Yeah, I found a few. Okay. Um, well, let's go into the what the club did they say segment. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Mm-hmm. We're high budget here. Yeah, we are. All right. So we're going to start out with uh, the whole scene where everybody's trying to convince everybody else to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Mm-hmm. But we're going to put a little, little twist on it. Uh, so Julie says, are you guys going to go? And Felicity says, I'll go Greg if Elena go Tracy. And Elena says, I'll go Tracy if you go Noel. And Julie says to Noel, you want to go and Noel, after some hemming and hawing, says, okay, fine, I'll go. There's a lot of going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That was wild. Right. I mean, a lot of people are going to be doing what? Braiding their hair. That's going to be hard for Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elena has a tough challenge ahead of her, okay? <laughs> 
or her job's going to be over real quick. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to skip the second one because I don't really like it. Okay. And we're going to go on to the last one. What if we just that whole thing out? Done. Okay. Love that. I have censored my censoring. Okay. <laughs> so this is Sean and Ben and Felicity kind of going back and forth in one of the documentary, you know, mm-hmm. Sean trying to push people in different ways. And he, we were talking about this. He says, they got into a huge fight. They're not going to go together. Ben says, I don't care. And Sean says, are you and Felicity going to be together tonight? And Ben says, I'm going to go with Pam. Felicity says, he's with Pam. Sean says, yeah, but he's totally not into her. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that more people braiding hair or are they doing something else? Let's go back to the making flan. Okay. Scenario. They're all making all flan. All right. So. Oh, there's going to be a lot of flan made in this well, episode. Well, not really on- because Greg and Felicity are not making flan. Okay. Okay. You know, they're in a fight. I mean, Ben and Pam will make some flan. Mm-hmm. But that's all the flan we're getting. Oh, okay. So it's a reasonable amount of flan. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Well, for those of you who wanted an overabundance of flan, you're going to be very disappointed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <clears throat> this is beautiful. That was beautiful fish. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to sing us out? That was the, what the glove did they say? Segment. Imagine an air guitar for that one. <laughs> Uh, I'm re-watching Gilmore Girls and I'm just loving Sebastian Bach. I just can't. I can't. (sighs) He's so beautiful and he sings so well and I love Skid Row. Okay. Anyway, not really. uh, That was a total aside, but I appreciate you. It had to do with their guitar. (laughs) That that I did. He's a guitarist. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. I like what you're doing there. Well, Fish. Yes. Are you ready? I don't know. Am I? For the, after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it segment. Yes, I'm ready. Our favorite segment. Um, yes. Okay. Yay. I've got a few. The last one is is long and okay. well waited for. Um, okay. So we've got two coming off of the last episode. And we have to start with this one from at Insta.Mickey, who addressed something that you also sleuthed out after our last, after our podcast about uh, revolutions. Insta.Mickey says. And Ben and Noel were in Nolena's apartment. For mm. me, the reason Noel didn't know how much beer was actually in their fridge is that Elena was the one that bought them for the painting party, which was killed by Noel himself with the Ruby drama. That mm. was my take on that. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. yeah we, I, I did go back and look and I was like, oh, there's the ugly wallpaper. Um, yes, it does appear to be Noel and Elena's apartment why Ben thought he could just come in and just start offering Noel beers that apparently belong to Elena in someone else's apartment. I mean, it's a little presumptuous, but okay. Um, it still brought us joy and it, yeah. it, you know, we're, we're glad to know where it was. Yeah. Cause we, we bickered for minutes about where they were and, uh, we did. and you were, you were correct. 
You but it is still strange because, okay, yeah, so it seems like we're all discovering that they were in that location, but for whatever reason, it didn't really feel like that location. And I think that's yeah. interesting. I think it was the tight shot that they mm-hmm. had just on the couch. And because, at least for me, I was so used to seeing the wallpaper everywhere, mm-hmm. and we don't really see much of that yeah. in the shot because it's so tight. I guess it felt somewhere else. The angle that they were taking reminded me sometimes of like the the episode where um, Noel and Elena were playing Crash. Could be, yeah. and we saw some of them on the couch. So maybe if you think back to that, that angle does line up. But um, yeah, it is it is interesting how it just felt like a different place, um, yeah. but was not. So yeah. thank you for that. Amazing sleuth work at Insta.Mickey. We need you. We need you for things like this and all things, even not like this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At Jekazip says also about, uh, also about revolutions. She says, I love this episode for the Ben and Noel stuff. Scott Speedman peeling himself off the floor the (laughs) next morning is pure genius and his repeated apologies with a slight tinge of laughter behind them are priceless. I also love Noel's line about them having diametrically opposed high school experiences. And I used that exact phrase in my maid of honor speech at my sister's wedding. Hello. Oh my goodness. It's coming into real life. Yay. I wonder how many Felicity fans have tried to work that into a sentence in their everyday life. I will, I am raising my hand. My hand is raised. (laughs) (laughs) I can, I can corroborate that. Um, I, I am wondering how many people have used Felicity phrases in some sort of wedding situation, either vows or maid of honor. I feel like that that number is probably quite a few. That's got to be a lot. I don't know how many people were able to work diametrically opposed uh, high school experiences <laughs> in there, but there's probably quite a lot of lines from Felicity that would work perfectly in a Felicity in a wedding setting, and apparently that's one of them. Yep. <laughs> I I don't know how, but like, good on you. Yeah, you, you figured it out. So hey applause amazing i'm i'm currently giving you a golf clap you can't hear it because you know it's a golf clap but i did it well thank you thank you at check for sharing yes we now have the big one we have a big one from mary berrigan she sent in an email Ooh. she had a lot to say about felicity and ben and oh. and um perfect stuff for right now so i'm gonna read the whole darn thing because <laughs> mary this we is a work you. of art and Frankly, it should be read as such. Um, okay. <laughs> Mary Berrigan says, I'm thankful because I think we are at the sweet spot where Ben's story is character driven, not plot driven. These are my thoughts. Ben at the start of the series is a popular jock. He seems to be charming and handsome, but not deep. In the opening sequence of the series, there are two clues about Ben's character. His fight with his mom shows that things are bad at home and that his noticing of Felicity and eloquence in expressing it shows that there might be more depth there. How they manage to convey all this in one scene is the brilliance of the show. So we have two characters with seemingly nothing in common, but the writers wisely made Ben and Felicity more alike than either would imagine. 
while Felicity obviously had no friends, Ben only had surface friends because he was hiding the abuse at home. Neither had any experience with deep relationships. While Felicity was gaining approval by being smart and pursuing medicine, Ben was gaining approval, was gaining popularity through athletics. Both defined themselves by accomplishments instead of who they were. While Felicity was an unknowing pawn in her parents' dysfunction, Ben was either either a punching bag or protector in his parents' dysfunction. The plot is driven by the two lonely people who have to escape to find themselves. So they head to New York on a parallel track to learn how to make real friendships, redefine who they are, and figure themselves out away from their parents. This is a character development and plot. This is character development and plot working together. As characters, Ben and Felicity are both noticers, but Felicity is a Budinsky and Ben is more of a helper. Think about Ben and Noel. I always liked how Ben took Noel to get food after the smart powder incident and gave him a pep talk about Felicity. That is a small example, but it shows how Ben's character gains strength as he helps others. He could never help his parents' situation, but he can notice the needs of the people around him and offer help. That is character growth. Even the times when Ben is 37% a dick, it is usually because (laughs) he is not yet mature enough to handle what is happening to him. He usually grows from the situation. Felicity was right to break up with Ben and to call him a coward. Ben took some time, but he is figuring things out. Again, character development, creating the plot. There will be times in the future when I get infuriated by the idiotic things the writers do with Ben's character in the name of storyline. For now, I love how Ben has developed as a character and how that is what is driving the story, not just the plot. Sorry, this is so long. Y'all inspire me to think deeply about my favorite show and can't wait to hear your thoughts on the rest of sophomore year. Mary. Guys. Wow. Guys. (laughs) That was just fish. I mean, what do we do? I don't know. Do we hang up our podcasting mics? I mean, I don't know how to hang mine because it's (laughs) right off to the side now. I just stand on a table. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thought was there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Phew, Mary. That was very well expressed and really had a lot of the, I think hit the nail on the head, like in terms of, of what we've also been noticing about Ben, that he's, he is developing as a character. And I like how, how you're talking about them being accomplishment driven mm-hmm. instead of like internally driven. And what we are watching is them de- basically develop themselves, right? Yeah. In, in different ways. And it, I think it's so interesting to see high school to college, the transition, mm-hmm. because Ben's accomplishments in high school got him through, right? He's like popular, da, 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 da. And it's like Felicity's accomplishments get her through during college. And it's like, like what's more socially acceptable kind of changes, mm-hmm. I think, between high school and college, unless you're going to be a professional athlete, in which case, you know, athletics continues to be a thing mm-hmm. that will, you know, be a viable career path. Um, so, you know, I... I think all of that is very interesting. And I like the idea that the two of them have a lot in common and therefore do have 
a foundation upon which to build something. I think this premise that they've been on a parallel track the whole time is one I hadn't considered, to be honest. Like, and I and I really like the way that Mary just developed these thoughts because I guess I've been looking at it like they've been on diametrically opposed tracks. You know, like <laughs> I like like how I've been saying, well, Felicity follows Ben to school and she's like really trying trying to sort of like get his attention and track him down. And we've been seeing a reversal of that. We've been talking about it as a reversal of that here in the second half of season two. And for me, it did look like opposite tracks, but Mary made an extremely compelling case (laughs) for they've actually been dealing with a lot of the same stuff. And, you know, this idea of Ben being a helper is something that you've clocked in a few different moments in the show, like holding doors for people or really coming alive in moments where he can be of support to somebody else. Um, But I like the way that she points out that, you know, Felicity is the same way. She always wants to help, only she gets called a Budinsky for it. Um, Maybe because she's not so great at, like, finding the right moments to help. But then again... We also saw Ben like go off the rails mm-hmm. and be a Budinsky when he's like trying to help Felicity, you know, not be with a former, um, you know, active cocaine user. Mm-hmm. So them both having this um, this drive to help other people, I think, I don't know, this is something I've noticed in my life and you guys can tell me if I'm just wrong. But I have found that people, once they go through something very difficult in their lives, they've been through something like painful, um, end up being a lot more empathetic. And I feel like both Felicity and Ben, given that they're early, you know, high school and probably before that years, probably involved you know, some, some issues. I don't know if Felicity always went along with her parents, um, but she's at least now, you know, seeing that it is painful to her. Um, they are empathetic and they want to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can definitely see that being a similar trait between the two of them. And I mean, honestly, the developing of the self, I think is pretty universal. Mm -hmm. I think we're all kind of on that path probably throughout our lives, but especially, you know, in the U S this tends to be a time when that happens. Um, Yeah. You know, developing your own identity outside of your parents, you know, the family unit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do think they'll need more than just that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she is making a case for, for a few other things that they have in common that, you know, can, can help their relationship, whether it's romantic or not. Continue. Yeah. And I do think if I think about the word parallel being important in this, in this description, um, I do think that we've gotten to moments in this season where both Ben and Felicity are like the loneliest most internal they've ever been you know like 
for, for quite a lot of season two, Ben has no friends. He's got no, like he's got no buddy in a lot of situations here. We've seen so many episodes where he's just like playing basketball by himself and um, having these moments where he's getting lost in thought by himself or standing at coffee machines. And they've had a lot of that. And he's been really stripped down um, from all the stuff that used to be really important about him or that he thought was really important about him. A lot of that's been stripped away. And it's just like, what is he? Um, and then Felicity at some of those same moments, you know, especially when she first found out about her parents breaking up, you know, she said she was, they showed, you know, her at a table with all these friends, her completely lost in thought, everybody else engaged in a conversation and laughing and nobody asking her about it. And I, you know, I think, you know, she is starting to build back up and she's finding things that interest her and she's putting some stuff in place in her life. But I do think that we've had some moments where both of them, no, no matter how they started this series, got to a place where they were both very internal, very quiet and dealing with their own stuff, with their own demons and their own challenges. And maybe they're both on a rebuilding track now together, but not together. Um, they're just both doing it. Parallel, so, perhaps. Wait, wait, what was that? I said parallel, perhaps. Parallel, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, this uh, is really cool. Yeah. No, I could see that between between the two of them. I mean, I do think if we think back to when they were the most lonely, probably for Felicity, that was high school. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, ben, we just didn't see it. Yeah, Ben seemed to to deal with whatever was going on at home in a much more extroverted way. Mm-hmm. Um, although he doesn't now seem as much of an extrovert. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. He goes from being like the really social guy to like seemingly quite introverted, which I, I find a little odd and I think uh, gonna have to track Mary that. contextualizes that by saying, by suggesting that the relationships that of all sorts that Ben had in high school were surface because at the end of the day, he was hiding probably from all of those people, like why he was out, you know, like. Sure. But like, you still can't deal like in the social sense of extrovert and introvert. Mm-hmm usually you don't switch between the two of them so either you get energy from other people or it sucks it out of you yeah and i feel like even having a bunch of surface level relationships that actually can suck way more energy out of you mm-hmm. um if you're so it seemed yeah. like he was an extrovert and that she was an introvert mm-hmm. and but now it seems like he's kind of changed which i don't know how often that happens but maybe it's just, you know, the way they're telling the story. Yeah. Well, I certainly see a lot of that change happening in season two up till this point. You know, I think, I think for me, I saw a huge shift in him in the Maggie relationship to go Mm -hmm. from thinking I want, it was a fling. Let's be honest. It was always (laughs) a fling. It was a hot fling. It was a hot fling, but it was never going to amount to anything. And he, in the course of that relationship with this entirely emotionally unavailable woman, <laughs> um, 
went from being a guy who was like, I wanted somebody who was emotionally unavailable to being a guy who was like, would you just talk to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Please. Can we please stop having hot sex for like five seconds and have a conversation? Did you ever just want to talk? Um, Yeah. (laughs) It was like, wow. And I don't think it was necessarily her that made that shift, but I think that was the context he was in when the shift happened. And uh, I think it was probably some of Felicity's words landing on him while he was in the relationship with Maggie. And it. um, I also think it was his own like hesitancy and guilt about the relationship where he was like, okay, like I just heard you get off the phone with her husband. Like, can you get off me? Like we have to talk because I just, I need a minute. Yeah. I, it's been a big shift, but for me with how they've worked through his character this season, it's been a believable one of saying like, he went from being like happy go lucky fun guy. We thought to it's actually got a lot going on. Um, And I believe the journey that they took us on to get us to Ben could be standing at a coffee machine lost in thought for a whole scene yeah I mean (laughs) he he was I mean again towards the beginning he was like into poetry we have to remember Mm -hmm. like we keep I don't know I keep well women's the best scene I know I keep bringing up the scene with Julie on the bed just reading Mm -hmm. poetry I'm like where where did that guy go but then it's like he did go through the whole gambling you know getting jumped on the really clean street Mm -hmm. and quickest beat down ever yeah i mean he did go through like a break like mini breakdown Uh um you know and i don't know he's 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 been i feel like developing but there it's more in like fits and starts Mm -hmm. so Yeah. yeah 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 somehow they have to make us believe that we could get from the guy you know season one who's like oh yeah that's right you're here at this college what's your name again it's uh it's uh oh felicity <laughs> we have to be able to get from there to ben is so destroyed that he's deflated like a <laughs> deflated balloon heaped up against pam who's dancing both of them in the room. <laughs> like somehow we have to believe that he got from that point to that point. And, um, and I do, I do I also. Think I do a good job. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I love this image. Um, <laughs> for those of you who've been listening to our podcasts all along the way, this, this podcast is a gift to you. It's like a who's who of all the podcasts we've done. We've done like, I don't know, two, 40 different callbacks to different things we've said in other podcasts before. Um, it has been fun but yeah yeah we got our little wrap-up of uh of podcasts and I think we're missing like the last few but it was something like we've podcasted for 4,500 minutes this year (laughs) (laughs) it's like 63 hours like congrats you've officially podcasted five times more than the amount of show that you had to talk about um yeah, and also yeah. like ninety eight percent of the other people that podcast <laughs> <laughs> on okay. Spotify, at cool. least. Cool, um, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, okay, well, shall we get into our ratings of this episode? Yes, I think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. I am sticking my finger on my nose, which means you have to go first. Okay, I am rating this one in the unit of measurement of captains of ship. 
Oh, I thought you were going to go with deflated bends. I should have, but <laughs> I I am going with captains of ship because you're never going to be able to do that again on this show. I mean, yeah, how great that's is that? true. I mean, I do like when he was with Al. May he rest in peace. Um, I like the idea of Ben in a captain's <laughs> uniform. Yeah. Okay. You know, you I feel like it's yeah, I'm enjoying it. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm going to give this one. 8.1 out of 10 captains of ship. Now, I think it's a strong episode. I do. I think it's about politics. I don't <laughs> care about politics. And so I never look forward to this episode or running mates. Uh, but when I try to clear my mind of that, it was a well done episode. They brought back Pam. I mean, yeah. Pammy Pam. Pam, Pam, Pam. Yeah. Uh, and. They had Sean very aggressively trying to match make Ben and Felicity, which I thought was hysterical because I never realized how <laughs> heavy handed he was in that process until I watched this one back. Um, and so I think that's really funny. I think that they've got some really good stuff cooking here between Tracy and Elena. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing with Julie in the grand scheme of the world. I think it's, Poor Julie, uh, poor Amy Jo Johnson. What did they give her to work with? Uh, but here we are. Um, I, I don't know what I think about Nolan and Julie being around here. Uh, I think I have a lot more compassion for Greg than some people do, at least in this episode. So it's not that there was anything wrong with this episode. I don't necessarily look forward to this episode because it starts to get into like, mm. I don't know. There's just some political stuff that they do at the back end of season two that it's like, meh. Um, but overall, pretty strong. So 8.1 out of 10. Nice. And as always, I will rate in gloves. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give it an 8.5. Oh, pretty close. Yeah. Um, it would have gotten a nine if it weren't for the whole, like, my, at least my interpretation of the we're supposed to fall in love with Ben as a dad kind of thing um I didn't like that but the rest of it you know I don't think it was like I don't know either moving enough or like important enough to make it like a 10 episode but like I would give it a nine especially because it was so funny and then I just I just have to ding it 0.5 for that really unfortunate whole plot of Ends that I may have just made up in my head, but I'd like to hear what other people think. Yeah, I'd be curious um, how many people saw that. I think um, I I like that Ben was able to literally heal, heal his little, little, no, I'm saying it all wrong. Let me try again. Ben <laughs> is literally able to hear, heal his inner child. <laughs> it's a miracle that got anywhere close to the sentence I was trying to say. You know what I mean? Inner child. <laughs> Okay. I mean, technically, he broke his inner child. He He just broke his inner child, but then he fixed it and he encouraged it to be fixed. Greg fixed it. But yes, in. Which is weird. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. But then there was the moment with the dad. Yeah. Well, what did you rate this episode? 8.5. Oh, you said that's, you said that, right? 8.5 out of 10 clubs. Yep. Yes. Well, I. We were really close on this one. Um, mm-hmm. And and still, like, 
And that's pretty high. 8.1 to 8.5 overall, it sounds like we're feeling pretty strong about, it seems to me that we've had pretty high ratings across the, the whole back two. half of season two, pretty much. No, you have, but I think the last two, I gave pretty low ratings. I gave but one like a 6.5. And, uh, I think our lowest one, our notably, like both of us gave it a low-ish rating, was episode 13, which was <laughs> Truth and Consequences. Ah, yes. Oh, boy. There is a reason for that. Um, so, yeah, that's... um. I don't know. I think it would be interesting to do like average across the season and compare it to season one when we get there mm-hmm. and also compare it against the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. The The unfortunate part about that though, is that um, help for the love Lauren is in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you do averages, you are allowed to take out like extraneous you know, but I don't variable. think we did that though for the first one. So I don't know. Well, we'll see it. We I could mean, take out the highest really... rated and the lowest rated from both seasons and okay. then do the averages. Maybe we could try both versions of that when we do our season recap. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's what we thought about the episode. And we would love to know what you all thought about the episode, plus some of the questions we've thrown to you along the way. So go ahead and let us know what you think at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you want to know whenever we drop a new episode, you can sign up for our newsletter and you can find the link for that in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, look for the words about what this episode is about and you'll find where you can sign up for that newsletter. Plus when you're there, go ahead and rate review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you can do such a thing, because if you can, it may help other people find this podcast and hear more content about this wonderful show. So uh, fish, Next episode we're going to watch is going to be called Running Mates. I what do you think feeling. that might be about? <laughs> I mean, it's another softball. I love them. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be about Greg and Felicity being running mates. Mm-hmm. Or having them. Well, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's true. That's Are a good running? That's a good question. That's- you can see yeah, I'm not political because I had a different interpretation of the title and probably shouldn't have. Okay. Well, this is Fish's time to tell us what she thinks this episode <laughs> is. Running mates. Go on. Nope, that's it. That's all I think. Yeah, that's all you got. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's pretty much on the nose. Yeah. Well, anything else you wanted to say about this one? I don't think so. I think we're we're starting to like get a nice average of like three and a half hours. <laughs> It's a lot, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, Yeah, well, until next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.